Welcome to Sportsify with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. So we're going to go on to NFC South, and so we're going to start with the Panthers. The Panthers finished 5-11. and uh, They lost Christian McCaffrey, who only played three games last season. That was devastating for me and my fantasy team, for sure. Uh, they had Teddy Bridgewater run the ship, and he was, he was pretty efficient, nothing exciting. He ran the ship like Teddy Bridgewater would run a ship, you know, some intermediate passes, some things like that. We touched on Teddy Bridgewater the last episode when we talked about the Broncos. That's what he did. Uh, Matt Rule started from the ground up, essentially, and had some exciting things coming. Some exciting things that are coming for this team. Really exciting. I think that Matt Rule has been a solid a solid choice for this team. Uh, if, if you look at his past experience in college, he's taken a lot of te- teams and football organizations that have not done a lot, that haven't won a lot, and, put, and made them winning teams, a winning culture, um, and I think that that's really what this this team needs specifically. So they traded for Sam Darnold, who we can all agree got drafted into the worst scenario out of all those teams yes. in the 2018 yeah. draft. Absolutely the worst. I can't. He had a rundown Le'Veon Bell, and that's not much. It. Robbie Anderson for a year. Yeah. Didn't Robbie get arrested while he was there? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I don't like know. he got the gun possession one. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but finally, he has some weapons in DJ Moore and also Robbie Anderson again. Yeah. And also, Christian McCaffrey is 100% a weapon for him because he can also catch for 1,000 yards. So, <laughs> dude, he's- we'll also take the pressure off Lamar Jackson as well. So, he's, he's the perfect, you know, dump-off quarterback for a quarterback that's still developing. He can just, you know, pop it off there and turn it into what? I didn't catch the sentence you just mentioned Lamar Jackson in. What? You just said Lamar Jackson a moment ago. When did I say Lamar Jackson? You 100% said Lamar Jackson. Did I say Lamar Jackson? Jackson you said, yeah, I think you said that instead of Sam Darnold. Did I? Yep. I don't think I said Sam Darnold, but... No, you didn't say Sam Darnold, and you said Lamar Jackson. We're going to look to cut we'll, this we'll, part. We'll okay. check it in post. <laughs> we'll check it in post, but Sam Darnold is who I'm talking about, and who I'm 90% sure I said correctly. He, he's no Lamar Jackson. No. <laughs> but Sam Darnold now has weapons. Uh, super pumped for that. I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm actually really excited. He's one of the quarterbacks I'm really excited to see in a new system. I think Matt Stafford is one of them as well, just because we, you know, he, see, we're going to see if, you know, Matt talked about Matt Stafford, but he's definitely one of those quarterbacks that I'm interested and excited to see what he can do this year. I think he can have a pretty solid year, a solid career still. Uh, in 2020, they drafted all defensive players, uh, which I think was one of the first times this ever happened. All of their picks were defensive players. So in 2021, they were a little more balanced this year. They did draft J.C. Horn with the number 7th overall from South Carolina, so he's staying close by. They drafted uh, a wide receiver out of LSU, Terrace, Mar- Terrace Marshall. They drafted offensive tackle. This is all in or- order, by the way, so the second round. Third round, they drafted uh, Brady Christensen, offensive tackle from BYU. And then my favorite name to say in the fourth round, in Chubba Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite, and he actually has shown up in the preseason quite a bit. Yeah, he's number two behind McCaffrey on the depth chart. Yeah. So he, he's looked to be a solid, a solid get for them in the, in the fourth round there. Like I said before, I, re, I really believe that this team has a lot of optimism, a lot of good things going for them. They're a young team. Obviously, I mean, all their defense is essentially right. in their second year. 
also they're the young wide receivers they, they did pay they paid Robbie Anderson in the offseason on a, a two-year deal I don't remember the money but it was a two-year deal he's a solid he's a solid number two for them uh, again like I said Matt Rule has taken organizations in Baylor and Temple that weren't winning that were struggling and was able to build them up into a, a franchise that wins a culture that that teams that players can be excited for and I think that he's going to do the same thing here Again, they were five and eleven, so I don't think there's I don't think they're worse. I think they definitely got better. I think that they're an eight and nine record this year. I think they can win three more games this season for them. Is there anything you wanna add on that? There isn't a whole lot to say for them. I think that, you know, this is this is a division that's interesting but kind of locked up and as we we get get going in there. But I think yeah. they're a really impressive offseason. I think that Sam Darnold trade, they then we got him for a third round and a fifth round. And they might have swapped some picks somewhere, but they didn't get it. They got him for like nothing. Yeah. And he is potentially the franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. And if you get your franchise quarterback for third and a fifth, that's great. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see uh, just how much he can do in, in an offense that's, that's got key weapons already. I, uh, you know, we really haven't seen him with talent, talent uh, yeah. around him. And that's, that's no knock on Jameson Crowder in particular. No. Uh, or Robbie Anderson when he was up there, but uh, who's a awesome home run hitter. Uh, but it's more to say, yeah, he didn't, he hasn't had the running game. And so that'll be really interesting. And now he's got Mr. Stats himself, um, yeah. you know, who's just going to mow people over, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually like them uh, as, as a nine and eighter. Um, that's where I'm at with them. Okay. You're a little I, higher than. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little higher just because I, I do think that the, the defense is good and young. Mm-hmm. And I and I love I, I love the weapons. I I, th- I think they yeah. got it. And we we talk about this constantly, but they, they they're going to do a good job at the line of scrimmage. They're not going to yeah. control it all the time, but they're going to do a really good job. It's tough to control in that division. Yeah, um, and they certainly are going to suffer some divisional well, losses. I, I like and, and again, it, this this is this is something to if Sam Darnold's who's who the Jets thought he was going to be the franchise quarterback who sure. can throw, and he's had some highlight plays. He's like, oh man, this guy could be fantastic if he's like that. They have the offensive weapons to compete in, to, 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 to compete in, in the playoffs. Deep runs into the playoffs with a McCaffrey and two fantastic wide receivers. I think they just need a tight end. This is a team that could run the ball for 2,500 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And they, then and, and, and just throw on third down when they need it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, that in Christian McCaffrey, don't forget, is an extra receiver on the field. Um, so they're, they're, they're top three contributors on catching the ball uh, with more Anderson and him. Yeah, that is as solid as it gets around the NFL. So, uh, yeah, that's why I like them at nine and eight. I think they got weapons, control the line, good young defense. It's going to get better as the season goes on. Oh yeah. yeah, and I I think too, if you can rely on Darnold to not lose you games. Yep, yeah. that's that's, that's you, all. That's all that's you need to do. Nine and eight. There you go. Because that's that's a really good unless, point. You know, they're they're one. You know, Christian McCaffrey out for a few weeks with some sort of tweak away from derailing the season. But you don't need you don't need Darnold to go win the game. You need him but, to not lose it. Yes, exactly. That's a great. So if, a if great he doesn't point. throw, you know, seventeen to twenty interceptions, yeah. which is probably ballpark where he might end up. Right. But if he doesn't, you know, start going over. Well, I think I think too the thing that I've said with like the young quarterbacks, especially, is like the decision making. Something that can be coached. Those are the things that can be coached, and mm-hmm. I think that again, yeah, we've seen it. He's made some eyebrow raising you know throws and, and things like that but he had to take risks yeah he had to what are you, what are you gonna, gonna do in with the jets you know 
Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you got to throw the ball downfield and take some shots. Yeah, when Adam I mean, Gates is calling the shots on your offense. <sighs> Dear Lord. Yeah. Well, uh, we, that, talk, we talked to him a while ago. Yeah. yeah. We're moving on. So, yeah, that's about all I got on the Panthers. I think that they're a really promising team. I think, I think that they, in the next couple of years, they can be a team that people want to go play for, play with some fantastic players. And I think that, yeah, I think that they, they, got, they got what they need. So now we're going to go to the, the Falcons. 14 and 12, played awful. They fired Dan Quinn after an 0-5 start. Awful, horrible, no good, very bad team. Julio Jones was really, ugh, that's it. Julio Jones was injured a lot and was hit and miss. He was in and out of the lineup. Uh, so that, that was a huge, that, that took away d- d- dynamics in their offense. They added Todd Gurley in that past offseason, who looked like a shell of his former self, didn't even have 700 yards rushing. He had like 670-something. That's what happens when you g- have a dude carry the ball 400 times a game and yeah. his knees just give out. So he currently is still unsigned which is just crazy. You, if, if I would have said three years ago that Todd Gurley didn't have a football team, I would have smacked you in the face. Like you're, I would have said you're stupid, but he does not have a football Don't team. Don't bring it up. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure the Rams are still paying him money this year because they cut him. So, uh, yeah. They were paying him. Ended for, last year, they're still paying him a little bit this year. Yeah. yeah. So with that being... Who aren't they paying this we year? We have half the league on payroll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. So since they fired Dan Quinn, they had someone come in and they won four games. They they played okay. I forget who it was. It was one of their coordinators. Played okay. Had some good flashes there. I think at one point there they actually thought. I know Arthur Blank was thinking about potentially keeping this guy on. I don't. I honestly don't remember who it was. But so they hired Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith from the Titans helped change the organization. Uh, they had to clean house a little bit. They traded Julio Jones to the Titans for a 2022 second round pick. And a 23 fourth round pick, which is also, if you told me three years ago that that's what he was going to be traded for, I would have also called you insane and oh. slapped you in the face. Because um, I think I think we all agree, Julio Jones of the past ten years have been the best, the best in the game. My, some might argue Antonio, but I, I think Julio personally uh, on your football team the past ten years. It's Julio. So they did lose Julio. They lost uh, Keanu Neal as well. They lost Ricardo Allen. They did sign Cordero Patterson, who's like a fantastic return man, one of the great return men. Uh, they also lost, uh, yeah, that was who they. Sorry, they also they drafted uh, Kyle Pitts number four overall, who people, along with pretty much Panay Sewell, have said like they're they're probably the most likely to enter the Hall of Fame. Those two, Kyle Pitts has an insane wingspan. He has the longest wingspan out of any pass catcher. Yeah, you got to think it's game. a no doubter. I yeah. mean, he, he, you know, he he looks every bit the part. He's the um, unicorn is what, that is what they call him, the unicorn, I mean, because the dude is a mitz, He, I mean, he can catch the ball like a receiver. Yeah. He can block insanely well. I mean, yeah. he seems to have everything, kind of like Travis Kelsey. He has right. everything. He he doesn't. The one thing he doesn't do is he doesn't uh, he doesn't go uh, go down and block well. So he's a better standing blocker. Um, they're going to kick him out a lot from the line. Yeah, uh, you're not going to see him go into stance all that often, uh, except for on clear short yardage yardage situations. He's going to line up more as a as a receiver uh, than a blocker for sure. But they're also probably doing that to protect him long term. Yeah, yeah. So I like them. I mean, I like I like him a lot, but here's the thing: I don't think they got better. I think they're kind of the same. I think the same amount of wins, and then they're in four wins. As that's what I think. I, I think. I think. I mean, they have Calvin Ridley, who had a fantastic season last year. He emerged as the number one. 
but I have them at four and thirteen, maybe five and twelve. I I don't really disagree a lot that the problem because I think is, they got worse. Yeah, they didn't do a lot to get better, and you gave up your best player. Yep. And and I'm not saying that at some point you don't move on from a Julio Jones to try and maximize your potential. Uh, but if you were going to make that move, you should have made it before last year when he was worth yeah. two first round. Picks. I mean, I do, I do love the pickup in Mike Davis uh, from Carolina, who, who who they signed to a one year deal. I'm pretty sure he he was great fill in for for Christian McCaffrey. He's super dynamic. He's he you know he's a pass catcher. He's a runner. He's a tough runner. Um, we the the Seahawks had him for a time, and he was great. 49ers cut him before the Seahawks got him. Yeah, so he's he he's been around some teams, but he definitely found his stride in. In Carolina, and I think that he's going to be a great fit for them. Um, but again, I mean, I, I obviously I do like him more than Todd Gurley, but I don't know. I don't think they got better. I think they got worse, and I think that in a division that I think is just getting better in a division like I, I don't I don't see them beating the Panthers. Panthers are a much better team than they are, and I think that I think they think that they beat them a couple. I think they might have beat them once or twice last season. Yeah, it, I don't know. It it definitely looks like a who's going to stop people type of team uh they don't they don't have the the studs on the defensive side of the ball to get it done yeah and uh it definitely looks like uh they're headed for a disappointing season um and at this point too you gotta imagine we okay we've we've taken out two coaches uh and say goodbye to two coaches uh over the last little while uh that we liked and uh you know arthur blank at some point has just clean house um Uh, yeah at some point matt ryan's looking for a job and they've got yeah. to really reboot that franchise. Uh, Arthur Blank's of a certain age. I don't know if he's he's got the uh, uh, desire to do that, but this team does look like it's headed for a blow-up. It sure does, and I think that... I just feel like they're kind of delaying the inevitable. That's what the way I think, and I, again, I don't like that idea. I like the... I much like getting ahead of it. It puts you, it puts you, you know, a year or two ahead. I don't, I don't understand the, yeah, we have two good players. Like, that, what is that going to... Two, two good players on a 22-man roster, 53-man roster, 22 players at start. How is two players going to win you anything? It's not. not that's, that's why I'm sitting at either 6-11 and 11 or 7-10 and 10 here. And uh, yeah. nothing, not, not a lot more, not a lot less. Yeah, I, I say 5-12 and 12 because I think, I think that they're going to lose all their games against their divi- like all their divisional opponents. I think they're going to lose that's six games right yeah, there. I agree. They're, they're definitely going to be the worst team in their division. Uh, I can agree with Matt. I I don't see them getting seven, but yeah. if the line was six and a half, seven would be tempting. I I wonder, yeah. and I was talking to Grant about this before. I'm not very high on them, but part of me wonders if there's a little yeah. Ewing theory in this, where you lose your best player, your next year you're kind of like actually a little bit better somehow. One of those weird situations. I I don't really see that because. Julio is such like an X factor kind of guy. Well, even still six or seven is better. Uh, exactly. I mean, yeah, they were four exactly. and 12 last year. So, but yeah. I, like I've even seen some people that try to slip them into like a wild card. And I'm like, I'm, nah. I'm not that big on them. No, not, they don't in, have the roster. Not where we're at right now uh, no. in the NFC at all. No. But I do think that they'll have a step up from last year. Even just getting rid of Quinn is just like a godsend for them. Right. Because that was a disaster. So, Mm-hmm. I think they'll they'll probably win six games. I was looking at their schedule. I think there's six winnable games in there, um, but I don't really see them. I mean, unless they grind out a, a division win, because that always can happen. Sure, I don't see them winning too many of those games, and so 
you win one of there's five losses right there you know if you win one yeah so it's it's tough yep yep yeah so then moving on we have the saints it's weird to think about because of the Bucks' success last year the saints won the division that oh yeah 12 and 4 they won the division last year with a with that i want to bring the sad news that one of the greats retired from the game drew Brees, number nine I've been a huge fan of Drew Brees for a long time. Played the game Number the right way. Number one in your hearts. Yeah. He played the game the right way. Loved him. But this team is Jameis Winston's team now. For all of you people that thought that Taysom Hill was going to be your their starting quarterback. You're out of your mind. Yeah, you're out of your mind. Yeah, he played a couple solid games, but that's all he can do. Because he's a backup quarterback. Yeah, he's Jameis a backup quarterback. legitimately throw for 5,000 yards. And he did would, throw for 5,000. I know. He did. I know. This year, still like oh, dude, coming I, off of no, not okay, playing, again, he's going to walk in and throw five thousand yards. Cut, and this is what I've been. That's what I've told Matt when I'm talking about James Winston. If he cut his interceptions in half, he would have still played with the Buccaneers. Like they, because that 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 that's thirty three and fifteen interceptions. Like any team is going to take that. It's two just two to one interception ratio. And so this is James Winston's team. He went and sat behind the most accurate quarterback of all time. Also had LASIK surgery. That was a meme <laughs> yeah. for a while. You got to have the surgery because apparently it's that's got to be better now. It's got that's got to be it. But yeah, I called it from the start. I mean, they. I don't agree with them paying as much money as they paid Taysom Hill. Right. Uh, that is a lot of money for a guy who's going to show up for six, seven plays a game, maybe, if even. Maybe. Well, he's going to play more, but not necessarily at quarterback. Yeah, and but but you're, you're paying him a lot of money to do not a big role. Yeah, he'll play, but he'll yeah. he'll have his number called, you know, five sure. six times for, is, for their how, gadgets. What's stuff. the length of the deal? I is it three? I'm not sure about that one. Look that, that one. We want to look that one up because I'm not sure what that one is. But so, also, this guy Marquez Callaway looks fantastic. He looks it, awesome. It's your, he's your plug and play dude. Right, he now. looks fantastic. And actually, I'm in fantasy. I'm drafting right now, and I have the pick, so I may actually grab him. Right now, if he's available, which he probably is. Yes, he is. And there he is. I've just drafted him with my last pick in the draft. So I love I love Marquez Callaway. Uh, that chemistry with Jameis Winston was fantastic in that last game of the season. Uh, the, the preseason, he had two touchdowns or yeah, Marquez Callaway had two touchdowns. Both are thrown by Jameis Winston. Beautiful passes, even better catches. So that chemistry seems to be there. And it'll be, it'll be a great holdover for Michael Thomas, who who is set to can come back. I think it's week five or six is when he can get is when he can come back. And I expect that to be a solid solid chemistry there. I mean, Jameis Winston's a gunslinger. He just had to cut down the mistakes. And other than that, he's a great quarterback to have on your team. Uh, he seems to have matured a lot. He was a pretty seems like a pretty immature player, but he's matured a lot, grown. Being there in Sean Payton in a in a, in a solid a, a organization that isn't dysfunctional because that's what the Buccaneers have been for years It's just a dysfunctional team. They're they're missed. I mean, I wouldn't even say dysfunctional. They have talent, but no one could lead them and guide that team. They were seven and you know, you know, they'd be seven and nine, six and ten, eight and eight, maybe scratch a winning season and nine and seven, and maybe make the playoffs. But I think that this is this the Saints team is a team that is that has good culture. They're a team, a, a team, an organization that is is coached fantastically well in Sean Payton, and I think that's going to be great for them. They did lose Emmanuel Sanders in the offseason. They lost Emmanuel Sanders as what did you call him? Stonehands Cook, Stonehands McGee, Stonehands McGee, and Jared Cook and Janoris Jenkins. They did lose them. I mean, I think that Emmanuel Sanders loss is a big one. 
I'm pretty high on Emmanuel Sanders as a solid. You, he's a player you want on your team. Like you, you'd want him as your as your number three or number two wide receiver. They did sign Nick Vanette to replace Jared Cook, but I don't believe in that signing at all. The Seahawks drafted Nick Vanette in like the third round, like four or five years ago, and had one or two touchdowns and bounced around the league since the Seahawks cut him. So I don't. I, I'd much rather like Jared Cook over Nick Vanette. Uh, they drafted uh, Peyton Turner, D end with a 28th pick in their draft to try and solidify their um, their defensive line a little bit. My prediction for them is that they're going to go 11-6. and six, And here's my kind of my more hot take. I think Jameis Winston is Dark Horse MVP candidate this year. Oh, Dark Horse. I'm not saying he's like... Remember, I'm saying if that dude can still throw the ball, can still Ooh, get those touchdowns... To swallow. I have him for most improved. Okay. Personally. Or like, or, yeah. or or like, like a, a comeback. comeback. Yeah, one of those. Because he didn't play. He didn't play at all, right? I think Last he takes snaps. I don't know. I don't think he took snaps. Yeah, he I, don't, I don't think he did. That was uh, yeah, yeah. They had Taysom playing more snaps last year. Yeah, they um, they gave that to him. So, yeah. but no, I, as a dark horse MVP candidate, like I, I again, people aren't aren't looking at this team. I think this team, and this is going to sound wrong when I say this, but they got better at quarterback. I mean, Jared. Jared, what was I saying? Drew Brees, I love the guy, but he was he, two years his, too long. Yeah, he stayed too long. He was just throwing short passes. His arm wasn't the same as it used to be. And I think that they're going to be a way more dynamic offense. I know there was the the memes going around that Michael Thomas was slant boy or slant man or whatever, <laughs> but that's kind of all Drew Brees could throw. Um, but I think that Michael Michael Thomas's game is going to go up. I think I think Marquez Callaway is going to be a, a fantastic get in wide receiver. I, I think Alvin Kamara is still going to be awesome. Still going to, still going to kill it. So I have them going eleven and six. I have them making the potentially making the playoffs. And Winston is a dark horse MVP candidate. I think he can throw like 37, 38 touchdowns and over five thousand yards. So I think I, I think at quarterback to for for to be an MVP. This is just me. That's the, the division. Yes, and you've probably got to hit. Uh, mid forties at the touchdown marker, especially with Simmons. Well, I wouldn't. I'm going to disagree with that because I, if if no one else is hitting that, then well, they will. They there's will. there's an extra game sure, this but year. There there is the extra game, but no, but but I'm just saying if mid forties, but it, it's all dependent on how other quarterbacks play because we've had quarterbacks win MVP getting 35, 36. Yeah, and in in years past, that's fair. I think some some of those quarterbacks, oh, though, were definitely some. We're adding rushing numbers to that. Rodgers well, used well, to. Like, well, like, yeah. well, like, um, but like, well, so Brady won MVP at twenty eight touchdowns in two thousand seventeen, which is kind of dumb when you think about it. Um, no, I think it's mainly because I think he only threw like six interceptions, so his yeah. touchdown to interception ratio was stupid. But he won MVP at twenty eight. It's because if you look at the rest of the league around him, no one else got. I think a couple had like maybe. Like thirty in the thirties. Record also plays a really big, yeah, uh, factor in MVP. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't think they're the best. I, obviously, we're we're all in agreement that they're not the best team in the league. No, so I, that's the. There's a few things. I think stats are building up right now. I think that five thousand yard marker just became very achievable with the additional game. Yep. So yep. you got to think about that number. So we do kind of got to move the numbers up a little bit. Maybe thirty five just became forty. Um, you know, in terms of uh, what a what a, a really good season is for a quarterback yeah. in terms of touchdowns. Um, but I, yeah, I think you got to move that bar just a little bit more. Um, but I'm totally down for the most improved and I'm not saying that you're nuts, 
for for saying a dark horse MVP candidate. It it's hard to hear, uh, that's for sure. But um, this team gets back Michael Thomas. It's already got weapons all over the place. Yep. I love Callaway. I have been banging the table for that guy. Um, and one of my friends, Tasha, uh, just stole him today from me <laughs> when I was a pick away. Um, because I talked to her husband about fantasy football, who is not in that league with us. And That's what you he get for talking. may or may not have shared that information with his wife. Shout out to my buddy, Mike. Uh, you suck. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, love that guy. I think the, I think that's a good roster, man. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I love I love the eleven marker for them. Uh, at eleven six, that makes sense. Yeah. Here's what I will say though, as far as that MVP thing, if they can get thirteen wins, or if they're a top two seed yeah. in the NFC, bro, then it's like, okay, how good of a year did Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen have, right. or Aaron Rodgers? Because if it's those three teams and then New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Or Christian McCaffrey. Come on. Come on. I want to see it. I would love to see Oh, dude. I would see any, so If anybody of, that's I'm not so a tired. quarterback wins, that would be great. Do you guys know? I'm, I'm almost 90% sure that one year, one year, like in the 60s or something like that, a kicker won MVP. That's beautiful. I I'm, I'm like that I'm up. like ninety percent sure that happened. I want to know who that was. I think it was in the fifties or sixties. But fifties or sixties. That was probably Adam Vinatieri. Then he's been playing for <laughs> yeah. eighty years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let, so let let's move on to the Super Bowl winners. I don't have much to say on them. I literally have like five points here. They won eleven five last year. They won the Super Bowl. They dominated Patrick Mahomes. They dot. They dominated the trenches, the O line, the D line. That was that was how they won the game. We talked about the Chiefs and it essentially talked about the Bucks in that way. Did it happen? Wait, yeah. the, the, the kicker winning MVP? I'm right. Uh, what year was it? His name is Mark Mosley. Yep. And it was during the 1982 season, oh, which wow. if you are an NFL historian, was the sh- uh, the strike shortened yep. season. Yep. Um, and he is he is the only special teams player to win the NFL MVP award and is one of only three non-offensive MVPs. Yeah. Oh man, that would be a fun one to see if we could name the others, but we won't tonight. Yeah, I'll let you think about it. Google it and come back, and we'll get it all. We'll all get it right yeah. next Sports week. Trivia. But that's that's, that's <laughs> a little fun fact from Grant Hawker for you. So Brady won his seventh here. If you think that he's not the goat, you just hate Tom Brady. He was I, the goat when he won five. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yes. Those was. of us who are Forty Nine er fans and love Joe Montana, I don't and Jerry Rice a lot. See, I don't yeah. even like Tom Brady that much, but it's because he wins. People don't like him because he wins. I don't like him because he wins. He's beating my team. Well, he cheated. He deflated the balls. He deflated all the balls. <laughs> but he's the GOAT. The greatest to ever do it. Fantastic. <laughs> and the Bucks did something that no one thought what they would do. They signed every, re-signed every single player. How? Brady took a pay cut. Shocker. Everybody, everybody like did took Brady's pay- agent negotiate all the contracts? <laughs> he must have. <laughs> he must have. Lord. They're going to go back to the <laughs> NFC Championship. They're going to win. I think they're going to, I think they're going to get 12 wins. I think. I think I think twelve and five is a solid record. I think that you know they'll they'll probably be resting. I think they're going to lock it up. They're going to rest. They're going to rest a week. Um, yeah, twelve and five. They'll go to the NFC Championship. I don't know if they're going to win it. I mean, I can't. You can't really bet against Brady. Something that we were talking about earlier. You cannot bet against Brady as much as as much as we wanted to. I mean, they were eleven and five, and they had to go on the road and win playoff mm-hmm. games, and they won them all and won the Super Bowl. You cannot bet against Tom Brady in anything, and if you do, you don't watch football. Okay. <laughs> go home, 
and and cry as a Jets fan because that's the only reason you you disagree that that Tom Brady's not the goat is if you're a Jets fan. We we were talking about this. Uh, you know, I talked about it with both of you guys not on the show is that in in sports you can go into seasons and just know that there is a team or two, and we I think we mentioned actually mentioned this actually at the top. Um, that there there's a team or two that has a spot on lock. Okay, and right now the Buccaneers have a spot on lock. Yeah. It is there are 16 teams uh in the NFC. One of them is the Buccaneers yep. and they have one of those two top spots in the NFC Championship. Uh the 15 other teams are playing for the other spot. Yeah. Okay? Uh, I, absolutely. It, it, that that's just the way this is. And and until you, that guy decides he's not playing football anymore, that's the way it is. Until when, he gets dethroned cuz yeah, he hasn't. Absolutely. You cannot argue that someone else is better than Brady unless they beat him it's the same and, and and i don't know that i can necessarily make the same argument right now about particular teams in baseball uh that is a very competitive and long season um but in basketball right now uh, you get the same thing in the west uh the lakers are gonna be in in the western conference finals um they are there's 16 teams in uh the western conference one of them is uh, one of those spots is going to go to the lakers there are 15 teams competing for the other spot and it's because those that roster is built to get there, and and whether you like him or not, one of the top five players in the league uh, controls how that roster is shaped and worked, and that dude's been doing it now for almost twenty years. Believe is it, it or year not, nineteen. Um, yeah, year he's 19? in year nineteen right now, and uh, um, and he he well, knows yeah. how to make that roster work. The Buccaneers have a complete team. They just came off uh, a. Big Super Bowl win, dominant. Um, dominant. Mm-hmm. We we all understand Kansas City was missing both the left and right tackle that yeah, clearly yeah. played a massive part earlier. of the game. But um, they're coming they, right now. They're coming back. They're, yeah. they, you you've got uh, every team in the NFC knows that the road goes through Brady and Tampa right now. Period. Well, and even if the road doesn't go through them, they can still win on the road. They did it. Like they, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. it didn't go through Brady and and, and Tampa Bay. And they just went and won every game on the road. They went. They went to Washington. That dude doesn't they went to care. Green Bay. They yeah. He he played all those cold weather games in New England. Send him anywhere. It doesn't matter yeah. how hot or cold it is. He's going to come to ball out, and you are going to have to have your best day. Yeah. Yep. Um. If they have, if they lock up home field, I don't think there's really any doubt. Um. Because Tom can play anywhere, but if you have all of the skill guys in Tampa Bay that can still play in Tampa Bay at that time of year. Yeah. Going to make their life a lot easier. I mean, easier. and they, they drafted so well last year. They got, they drafted Tristan Wirfs last year. That was a good gift. He's already a top five yep. outside line. Outside, out, out, offensive out, tackle. Offensive tackle. Gosh, I was trying to say, <laughs> I was trying to say outside interior lineman is what I was trying to say. That's a weird Doesn't thing. Doesn't make sense. Say. But that, well, they, then they drafted Antoine, Antoine Winfield, who looked like a stud in, the, in that secondary yeah. as well. Like, they're young. Devin White's phenomenal. Right. I mean, Levante David's fantastic. I mean, where's their weakness? They're hitting everywhere. Where is their weakness? And they ha- and they have one of the I would say top two or three most lovable coaches in the league, uh, oh, yeah. who is a genius. Uh, he's also very lovable. Those guys love playing for him. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and and Arians is just the dude. I'm I I am so glad that he got the opportunity to take Tom Brady put him into the that roster and do what he's doing. It is just a it's a perfect marriage. Yep. It absolutely is. And it, it, but it's interesting for Brady to see that after having yeah. built Mr. Bill Belichick, who's Mr. Do your job. 
Do do job. We're here, we're, here to, we're here to win football I don't games. Care. We're going to win championships, whether you like it or not. So get off the team <laughs> if you don't want to do it. And then, and then, Mister Mister, um, oh wow, now I'm blanking on Arians. Is is Mister like, oh, let's do whatever. It's all yeah. good. We'll do. Yeah, yeah I talked we... to Tom when he threw those two interceptions. We're he, good. You we're know, fine. He had a we're bad good. day. It's yeah. fine. All right. Yeah. All righty. Well, we should probably move on because we we need to talk about something. We we need to get into the most important thing uh, that we've been waiting to talk about. I guess the last couple of weeks. That is the NFC West. I'm putting oh my boy. notes away. Put the notes yeah. away. I, I got a few talking points. We're about to have some fun. Um, I'm going to be good to all three of us now. As a reminder for those of you listening, uh, the NFC West holds all three of our major biases. Yes. Uh, I am a 49er fan. Grant is a Seahawks fan. <laughs> and Jameson is a Rams fan. I we feel are, like this is perfect. Like the, the three of us here to talk about this. If I we mean, could find an Arizona I Cardinal know. fan, this would be a great conversation. Get um, <laughs> but <laughs> I genuinely don't know any good ones. No hate anybody that ever listens to this from Phoenix. Um, but also, if uh, you do, reach out. Yeah, reach out. Say, <laughs> How did hey, you find us? Maybe, yeah, and we 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 really actually might consider zooming you in for a, a yeah. conversation. Um, but. I I want to I want to dive into it and just say we're going to handle this a little bit differently than we've handled every other division, uh, just because our biases are present and uh, and, and for the sake of conversation, we're going to have a, more talking points and not in depth go. Yeah. Um. The the Cardinals. Uh. Going into this year are coming off a great season with Kyler Murray. Uh. There's a lot of bonus or, or, or a lot of pluses there. Uh, a lot of things that you like. Uh. Him and Hopkins certainly got into rhythm. Uh, I remember Hopkins catching 13 passes against my 49ers, seemingly unstoppable, uh, dude. Week one? Yeah, it was awful to watch. I had, I had um, Hopkins fantasy, so that was, I was so stoked. Yeah. No disappointment on your end. Uh, nope. A lot of disappointment on mine. But uh, they uh, they had a, a good, not great season. Uh, in, in terms it started of out actually went. really well, though, I'm pretty sure. They, they Yeah, they, they started out hot. Um, they were five and three. There's a pre-Hail Mary season for them yes. and a post-Hail Mary yes. season. There you go. Hail Murray. And Hail Murray. The, oh, yeah. the Hail Murray. He, he trademarked it like the day after it happened. Yeah. That's brilliant. Same, same thing with uh, Russ. Let Russ cook. And all of a sudden they started right. losing Don't trademark games. stupid sayings because then and you the don't Hail win Murray games. And the Hail Murray and you start losing. Just <laughs> They deserved it. That's what we're trying to say. They deserved it. <laughs> um, but that, that, that Hail Murray um, may have been uh, the best play of the year. Um, just saying, Hopkins was okay. But, but the thing about that, real quick, if it wasn't for him, Mary, the Bills would have been fourteen and three. Fourteen and two. Fourteen. Yeah, I'm mean, not thinking, hard. Yeah, no, I'm, not, also, I'm not thinking of the new of the new season. They, yeah, got, yeah. they got a free one on the Rams too with that pass interference call in the end zone mm. after the Ram, after the Rams came back. Okay, in That's the fair. first few weeks, so it's payback. Yeah. yeah, that was like week two or Fans three. Fans remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still angry. So, it, but it, you know, it definitely didn't end up in in the in the playoffs the way that they would have wanted and uh, and want to see their young team head to. Um, but uh, they have now made another change at running back. They had Kenyon Drake as their starter last year. He's moved on now in in Vegas uh, as the second back uh, to Josh Jacobs. Uh, and this Chase Edmonds appears to be the starter. That's what they're telling you for fantasy football purposes. Um, they brought in James Conner, uh, who had a horrific end of the season uh, out in Pittsburgh, and they moved on from him. Um, but Kyler certainly looks the part. Like yeah. he 
Yeah. That that Which sucks. That little dude is running circles around everybody and holy cow does he look good doing it. I saw the perfect like analogy for him. He looks like a kid running away from someone trying to steal his Halloween candy <laughs> <laughs> when he's running outside the pocket. Dude. He he looks awesome. He's shifty. He's got the baseball arm. Yep. You know. It's so funny. He, you know, he. What I like about him is he has that. He's a second baseman. That is, that's his position in baseball. If the, for those of you that don't know, I'm not just making that up and throwing that out there. He's he's a five nine baseball player. Yeah. Um. He played second baseman, center field uh, were his two positions. And dude's got a cannon. He throws those weird angles like you do from second to first. Yep. Um. So he has that cool sidearm thing that he does. He can literally throw as he's hitting the ground. I mean, it's impressive as crud. The angles that he finds. He has he has Mahomes like ability in that sense. Um. And clearly, he can throw the ball downfield. Um. Hale Murray. And uh, so he does look the part. Um. The team added some pieces in the offseason. We already mentioned James Conner on the offensive side. They brought in the Texans captain. Uh, from their defensive line, uh, long-time uh, veteran defensive end, J.J. Watt, um, who is a machine when on the field. But the question for this team, I believe, on the defensive side of the ball is just straight up. Can J.J. Watt stay on the field long enough? Because if so, if he stays late into the year, I think they're a playoff team. He'll I think get, they are. He'll, he'll get that clutch sack. But can he? Because and, and and we understand all of us in our division, we get this. You got to knock down quarterbacks constantly. You 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 have to, and you have to be pressuring all the time. Uh, the quarterback play in this division, uh, kick out Jared Goff, insert Matthew Stafford, is unbelievably great. And so you have got to get to him and get to him often. And JJ Watt is the linchpin for that defense. They brought him in to start opposite Chandler Jones. And that is a wrecking yard of a front. And genuinely, I'm just waiting to see how long he makes it because we know he's great if he stays. Even at his age, even though he's seen his best football, if he stays in the game, they're going to be good. I mean, they, they really he's are. If he's, if he's playing yeah. in even if he doesn't 16, get the, the, 17, the sack numbers, 18, I think that that's a thing yeah. that people try to like put, like look at as a measure of success is just like this, the, how many sacks does he get in a year? You can right. still be super disruptive. That doesn't show up on the stats sheet sure. yeah. at all. There sure. are pressures are real. There yeah. are guys yeah. in the league, like Aaron Donald's obviously one of them. Doesn't always yeah. have the most sacks, but there are guys that are just game wreckers. Yeah. And JJ Watt even still can be a game wrecker. Yep. Yeah. So that's scary. Even even getting a half or no sacks, that dude can wreck your game plan. Uh, he is one of the few defensive ends uh, in the three-four scheme uh, that comes out and just absolutely massacres on numerical total. Uh, you, yeah. A lot of the guys that are really successful in a three-four uh, are not necessarily ends; they are outside linebackers. Um, they're the, they're the ones that get the edge a little better. So you uh, you look at that and just go, you know, it, it, he is the key. I'm just I'm gonna keep saying it all year long. I will bang the drum. Yes, they need a running game. I think Edmonds started when Edmonds played last year. He was fantastic. Uh, yeah. They need to just literally tell James Conner, "You're the backup. You'll give him breathers." Edmonds is our guy. Uh, I I like him a lot. But that's that's the key to their season. Um, moving on to the Rams. I have many things to say, but the Rams lost a lot. Okay, that needs to be remembered. 
they lost a lot. And what they are wanting to project, and I think what a lot of people... Because we are seeing insane things. I spent 15 minutes talking to Jameson last night about how I watched uh, Fantasy Pros, had 12 of their writers do write-ups on what they thought was going to happen this year. And 8 out of the 12 had the Rams winning 12 or more games. And uh, multiple had them in the Super Bowl. And one had them, them winning the Super beating Bowl. Beating the Bills. They, they had them winning the Super Bowl after going 14 and 3. Yeah. I mean, w- even I'm I sorry. don't see that if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's a great start. We found some common ground. Um, but, <laughs> and that's where it also ends. <laughs> no, they, they lost a lot. I, I have not, I, based on what I'm seeing, okay, and this is it, they lost both coordinators, not one, both. They lost their starting running back to a season-ending injury already. Cam Akers is gone. Is it ACL, MCL, or just one? Uh, it was Achilles. Yeah, oh, was my Achilles. bad. My bad. Yes, that's correct. My so bad. that's that's a tougher injury to come back from. Yeah, which, which we saw Richard Sherman even come back uh, and lose. I mean, really, he he was not himself at all when he did come back after missing a whole year. Yeah. He's, um, he probably he was probably thirty percent was gone. For a running back, I got to imagine that's that's almost a two season injury. It's a it's a year. I mean, you're going to come yeah. back in a year, but you're going to be at 70, 80. Yeah. You got to uh, be hopeful he's young enough to where he's got his right, body will bounce back enough in the tank still, even after losing a couple of years. Granted, Richard Sherman did that at 29 or 30 years yeah. old. So, right. Totally fair. And different position. And right. Whatever. And, but, um, they they also <clears throat> went after offensive toys in the draft, and Sean McVay is, is an offensive guru, obviously well known for it. But they went after uh, offensive toys with four of their first nine picks. Um, they were skill oriented. Uh, those were there was a big misstep in the second round. I'm losing that dude's name out of my mind right now. He has that weird. It's the one that starts with a T. He's the really weird name. Um, uh... to a something, and. But that was the guy that they said was going to be available on day three, and they took him in the second round. And so that seems to be a, a massive misstep. And I don't know if they knew this, but they weren't exactly lacking in wide receiver options. Uh, you already had uh, Woods. 2-2 Atwell. In Cup, by the way. Yeah, 2-2 yeah. Atwell. Thank you. Uh, and and Woods he's is tiny. Cup. Have you seen this? that dude's like physical prowess? He is yeah. not a big human. Uh, Kyler Murray beats him up on gym day uh, for sure. Um, but, uh, th- so they went after all these toys. Um, they also let several veteran players, uh, go or chose to leave. Uh, John Johnson, free safety. That gone. rough. Troy Hill. Uh, that was big quarterback. That's, that's the one that's toughest. I uh, gone. Um, probably other notable, um, <clears throat> Sykum, uh, who went to the 49ers is gone. I. Uh, they needed a veteran center to hold that line together. They did nothing about that. Didn't address it in in there. Uh, we mentioned earlier two centers that uh, got picked in the second round that were right there and available for them. Instead, they went and took uh, the wide receiver. Um, and I'm just going to say this as nicely as I can. They are bad with money. Like I think they're the like there's. They just like, oh, you had one good year. Here's here's a max contract. They are to. rich kid with a Ferrari bad with money. Like they suck. Let's yeah. at that. Yeah. Um, even the Ram fan in the room's going, yeah, no, we we definitely suck. They also have no first round picks for twenty two and twenty three. They haven't had him since Scoff. 
Well, yeah. I think Mc, yeah. I don't think McVeigh's drafted in the first round. No. Is that correct? Yeah. We're, we're looking at a Rams, looking at a Rams, Rams Yeah, fan. we're looking yeah. around so, the room. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It just um, to me it shows they don't value the number one the the first round pick. Well, what it does tell me is that they value players that can contribute now, which is kind of like in some ways like a basketball thing. Sure. Like you see a lot of people like here's like I mean OKC is like the one team in the NBA that's like give me all of the picks. Yeah. But <laughs> a lot of teams Houston. that are Houston, yeah, too. Yeah. Um there's a lot of teams that are actually winning that are in win now mode. It's like, here's our window. We have our guy do this now. And I mean, I can't say that it's the best thing, obviously, but it's not really a proven thing in the NFL either at this point. But I'm also like, I'll, I'll take it because we lost so much <laughs> for a majority <laughs> yeah. of my football life. Yeah. So it's, it hurts, especially when you give guys like Todd Gurley, that kind of money. And then that I mean, happens. Right. And, and Jared Goff, the and, kind of money and you Jared gave him. Goff. Yeah. And so we have to do a lot just to get rid of him. Um, but it does, it does suck. But I will say like this year, despite the things that we've lost, I still feel pretty good about being like at least competing for first in our division. And, and, and I think that, any team with with some studs and with some stars because Aaron Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are stars of their positions. Um, Matthew Stafford is a stud again, he, not good or, or good, not great. That is that is absolutely. You heard his it here. Emo. He just said not good. Not, Matt Stafford <laughs> is not good. Apparently. Don't take that drop. Don't take that drop. Um, but uh, but you know the other concern is Cam Akers being down. Your your running game is Henderson. Um, you know, and then Sonny Michelle after that. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's okay, not great. Also, um, you know, not not to say that Henderson's not a good backup, but he's built to be a backup. Yeah. You know, um, Gus Edwards was planning on being a backup. I think he's a little better personally than Henderson. Um, been a little more productive overall, but like that's my my closest comparison. I would have almost liked to uh to snag Latavius Murray. Yeah, he just yep. got cut. He got cut today. He got cut today. Yeah. That, so that's who that, I, I mean, when you were going through a couple of people that got cut, I knew there was one I was missing. Uh, I literally saw like an hour before we got here. Wow. Yeah. That's a, so dude, that's I was a like, cut. I was like, Sony Michelle, like, yeah, whatever. New England had like four running backs and they could afford yeah. to lose one. But I was like, Latavius Murray would be kind of a nice uh, little pickup for us, just given the fact that we lost Cam, uh, which that, that honestly, like, kind of took a little bit of wind out of my sails as I'm like, okay, our offense is going to be pretty good. Well, yeah, if you guys, if you guys, if you guys didn't have cam makers, it doesn't be like, I don't know a weakness on your offense. Yeah. And, and and remembering, I haven't mentioned Higby yet. Uh, Higby is going to be incredibly productive. I do. You you guys did lose Everett. You guys did lose Everett. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just thinking of of like players that you guys lost. Yeah. Yeah. Everett's seen as better football. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, he's at the tail end of, of good. Oh, okay. I would put him in that basket more so. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I I just with everything that's lost, and Matthew Stafford is the thing they're bringing in. That's it. There's no, there's nothing else there. There's no big defensive shift other than losing your free safety and and Hill. 
Um, you know, and I, I'm just looking at that and going, okay, this team, this team was probably with acres. Um, this is probably a 10 win team. I got no problem saying that. I like as a, as a fellow division opponent, I think they can win 10 games. I got no problem with that. 11 might be a stretch depending on a few intangibles. I really do want to see what that defense looks like with those key pieces, the secondary Mm -hmm. gone. Yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely a weaker. The defense is secondary. interesting. Well, because they lost their coordinator too, so it should be right. sure what they do. Who they? Hi- I mean, obviously Scheme they're going to highlight where we headed here. Still going to highlight Aaron Donald. But I mean, but- at the same time, when you can remove half of the field essentially with Ramsey, it makes life a little bit easier oh, to yeah. compensate. Sure, and sure. Then you have Aaron. Donald I think Ramsey doing- and Donald on your team make your make yeah. everybody else's job a yeah. lot easier. And so, but I think the teams that I I, I think. Teams that are obviously going to give you bits are are teams that have that second wide receiver or the tight end matchup uh, that are going to create the 49ers. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so the 49ers who, uh, by the way, have been owning the Rams um, are going to create some matchup issues because George Kittle. And then there's, I'm love. Uh, I I like Brandon. I, but I love Debo. Um, But yeah, I think uh, just looking at that, I had no problem saying this is a 10-win team. I have a huge problem saying this is a guaranteed playoff team. I have a huge problem, uh, certainly, with the Super Bowl aspirations that psychotic people are giving. Because tell me what on paper equals a run at a Super Bowl. On paper, what do do the Rams have, genuinely, that says we're better than everybody else outside the Buccaneers in the NFC? I'll wait. I don't think you can make the honest case top to bottom that they are a contender in that regard. I don't think out of those 15 teams like we talked about that are left for that other spot that they're that team right now. That's not to say that they couldn't have been with Cam Akers, that they couldn't have been if they had pulled in a little bit of help in that secondary, and they still can. There's mm-hmm. some guys out there that they could certainly make moves for. We just mentioned one a little bit ago, um, but I think there are a couple moves away and a healthy running back away from being able to make that push right. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of go back and forth on where we are after losing Cam because before that I was like, okay, this is a team where it's like I could see them in that even pushing 12 potentially because I do think you go 10 and 6 last year with Jared Goff, even what you lose defensively, I think even just a guy like Matt Stafford who there were times where Jared Goff literally lost us games. Sure. Um, with how much he turned the ball over. And so if you just remove some of that and some of the other fluky games that we had, Stafford does not turn the ball over. Stafford doesn't. Um, And so I do think Stafford's a guy that's worth a couple of wins. You add an extra game into the season. I still think, you know, 11 is probably the ceiling. Okay. Right now. Um, I don't think like I, we're like a stretch contender in the sense of like, if you can make the playoffs in the NFC, anything can happen and you can be a contender kind of thing. But I, I still, and maybe it's just because like I'm a Rams fan. So whenever you're a fan of your own team, you're like, this could just go wrong at like any moment. And <laughs> are, are being, you have glasses, half full kind of yeah, guy or, or being not, a Rams you know? and a Blazers fan. It's like, I'm kind of conditioned <laughs> yes. for that. So for, for disappointment. So I never, even the year great. we, even the year we went to the Super Bowl, I was like, "Okay, well, so here we go." I was gonna, I was gonna say, I mean, kind of to your, to your point, what they, some of the stuff that Jared Goff did do is comparable to Matt Stafford in 2018. I think that that was their Super Bowl run. He threw 32 touchdowns, 4,700 yards. Yeah. So like, and 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 
the next year he threw 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, but he still had almost identical passing yards numbers. Yeah. And like that, I mean, and Matt Stafford can can sling. He's got he's got a cannon. He can throw up to those yards. True. I mean, and he'll probably clip 30 touchdowns. But you were yeah. getting that with Goff. Yeah, but you're also getting that with Goff under a Sean McVay, where you're getting right. those numbers with Stafford in a much worse scenario. A much overall. worse scenario. I mean, and if you look at the last three years with Goff, um, he like last year he had 13 interceptions. Year before that, 16. And he had 12. I think that those he will go down. He also fumbles a lot. He fumbles yeah, a lot. His fumbles. Numbers. Yeah. So he had five last year, seven the year before that. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Exactly. Nine so, and 18. And, and I will say Stafford, Stafford had a couple bad years in, in, in terms of career in that. Yeah. Those, consistently, those numbers are six or less fumbles. I think he's had, there's one year. It's like one. Yeah. I mean, that. Um, for a quarterback, and there's but. a decision making aspect to yep, it too. Sure. And I've talked to Matt about this before, but you have a guy like Goff who doesn't really, you know, you get to 15 seconds on the play clock, you don't have McVay in your ears anymore. What kind of adjustment are you going to make when the defense makes an adjustment that wasn't yep. really there? Well, and it, it looked like too, if the first read wasn't there, he if panicked. He didn't, if he didn't have his first read and then he didn't have Cup underneath somewhere, which or, is kind of what killed our security Super Bowl blank, run, to or, be or a security blanket that was. Todd Gurley. Yeah, if you could if, just if you don't hang have out. that, then he panicked. He he would hold onto the ball too long. He would force a throw, or he would fumble. He would do right. something along those lines. Those are the things where I'm like, you take that with Stafford, who is just better in general. Oh yeah, and then obviously more experienced. Um, yeah, and and again, something I talked to Matt about. It's sometimes even less about what Stafford's going to do, and more what like McVay can do now. With yeah. that, he can way not, more dynamic. He's not babysitting as much. He was stretching the field before with receivers and his other in the options in the offense, um, and and not so much with Goff's arm. Yeah. Now you have uh, Matthew Stafford who can clearly stretch field with his arm. Arm has never been the problem, um, and and you're giving uh, a McVay controlled offense. I don't think I think the worst thing has happened to Matthew Stafford's career to date. Is that he got drafted to the Lions? <laughs> uh, that's totally fair. Yeah. But I think that the Lions in that uh, and, uh, did not give him a coordinator. Yeah. Um, and, and, and consistently. Yeah. And, and he's had a few good years, but they yeah. every time he's had a coordinator that was anywhere near decent, he lost the coordinator going into year four after year three. Like, you know, a guy goes and makes a case for himself and he's gone. Gets a job. Yeah. He yeah. gets another job. And I, I think that's what's been really hard is you see a career wasted in part by that. Yeah. Again, I, I don't I, I think that Stafford does come in and make this team better, but what makes it worse is the losses in the secondary, the loss of running back, and the lack of improvement along the offensive line. And all the personnel you're, and change. If you're not in your offensive line, if you're going into this year and your offensive line is not projected to be in the top ten, you're freaking wrecked in the NFC West. Yeah. And that's that to me will be a little bit of an issue for Stafford. They're his clock's got to be stupid fast right now. So yeah. that's where I'm at with the Rams. I think, uh, and I'll get to totals here in a little bit in terms of win loss after we get through our last two teams, the Seahawks. Um, finally, uh, just today they got Dwayne Brown moving. Uh, so finally. congratulations. Uh, Grant and I talked about this at work earlier today. I called it a month ago or so, uh, yeah, it was that, happen. Uh, that it was going to happen. They'd be there day one. They just had to guarantee his contract. That's what they did. Um, they lost defensive starters, Shaquille Griffin, KJ Wright, and Jaron Reed. KJ. KJ is playing in Still Vegas. Hurts. Jaron Reed is in uh, Kansas City. 
Um, Shaquille went to the Jaguars. Um, and those are definitely some key losses, but uh, they did that in part because they had to pay Jamal Adams, uh, who they'd invested heavily in the loss of but draft picks. But it's not a bad contract. If you look at it, it's year, not a bad deal. It's really not. If you look at and it year to year, the, what again, general managers should be listening to us. These voidable years are fantastic. Yes. If you're not working that into every deal, you're not doing your job. Well, and John Schneider just makes fantastic deals. Let's just, anyway, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so they, they did pay him, um, and did not commit necessarily long-term to him, uh, as he's been somewhat injured. He's going to have to earn that deal a little bit. Um, the offensive line seems to be stable. Uh, definitely you like as a, a Seahawks fan, you love, uh, that Dwayne Brown decided uh, to go to work today. Um, super big fan of that. If you're a Seahawk fan, uh, and they got to love their receiver room, uh, DK Lockett, uh, the draft pick, Dwayne Eskridge. Um, they, uh, they've invested heavily in that room in the last couple of years um, to keep a certain person happy. Are you paying attention, Green Bay? Just <laughs> freaking give him whatever he wants. For the love of God, just give him whatever he wants. Um, but uh, no, they, they have. And Dangerous has weapons for days right now. And they also um, got Gerald Everett, who has an upgraded tight end. Yeah, an upgraded tight end. Uh, he, he's... His best is behind him, but he's an upgrade of what we had before. Right. He's kind of a small tight end. Yeah, he is. He, you put him, you can line him up wide. Yeah. You know, yeah. we did that a lot too. He's a catcher. Um, He'll be an outside linebacker on a quick move. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, but Dangerous is Mr. Steady. It'll be interesting to see uh, how well this team runs the ball in particular. Um, Carson has missed time in the past. Uh, they firmly believe he will contribute heavily as the feature back going forward. And uh, DJ Dallas uh, is going to step into that true backup role, be the pass catcher for that uh, backfield. Uh, I don't know that this defense is better than last year's. It doesn't look like it. There's a lot of questions still in the secondary. Um, they are starting corner Trey Brown opposite DJ Reed. Uh, DJ Reed had a solid year for them last year. Um, and the depth behind them, though, is pretty minimal at the moment. Um, they also, and this was surprising me to me uh, to see as we did the dive here, they only kept four linebackers on the roster. Uh, so far, we understand that 53-man rosters change all the time. They've got extra linebackers on uh, the practice squad and could call them up a few days early. I get that. Um, but they've got Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks, and Daryl Taylor. Uh, Cody Barton's going to be backing them up. He's listed as a backup at all three positions in the 4-3 scheme. Um, I know that that scheme will also play a lot of two lineback, uh, two linebacker scenarios, uh, just like the 49ers do. And we'll get to that in a moment. But the depth on the outside and over the middle seems problematic as you're heading into the year. So I think the defense has some holes. I don't think the offense has a lot of holes. Um, again, I think the offensive line is stabilized and they needed that so bad because uh, they have not been good in, years, uh, in the past couple of years past. Uh, they needed to improve. And uh, and have seemingly more come together than they have brought in those bigger pieces and big names that were going to help them improve. Um, and I think uh, they've just done a good job coaching that unit. So even as an absolute hater and lover of the idea of them losing many games this year, as I am, uh, you've got to look at those things, you know, and you go, it's not bad. It's yeah. not. Um but there are obviously still just some concerns. We mentioned again, uh, need at the secondary. 
uh, in the secondary, and we're talking about that with the Rams. There are players out there you can go get right now. The Niners just signed Josh Norman uh, here yesterday, day before. Yeah. And so, you know, there's there's stuff. Desmond Trufant, I think, is still. Desmond Trufant, we mentioned earlier tonight, still available. Probably going to find a home. With I, I doubt he sits the season. Um, yeah. You know, I, he again, it was out with a personal matter. So uh, there's some options out there. The Seahawks have a crap schedule, like just straight up. It's a gauntlet. Um, you look at what they're doing at the beginning of the season in particular, um, as we're pulling that up, uh, the, uh, the Seahawks are going to run into playoff contender after playoff contender after playoff contender, and not necessarily playing a lot of those at home towards the beginning of the year. Not something you want to see on your coaching schedule, that's for sure. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of pressure or, or alleviated early on. They're going to get a breather in their bye uh, at some point. But right now, out of the gate, they're going to be going. Uh, <clears throat> they're going to be going at the Colts. Then they're at home against the Titans. They're at the Vikings. They are at the 49ers. They are at home against the Rams. They are at the Steelers. At home against the Saints. That's a good one to get at home. Uh, they're at home I'm going to that game. And Let's see, I'm going to Monday Night Football. Right. Uh, and they're, they're at home against the Jaguars. Going into week nine, that's their first eight games. There are people out there, and I am not saying they're right. But I like sharing this because I hope it happens. There are people out there who, and, and they are, by the way, coming off the bye week, p- playing at the Packers. Uh, that Which, is, well, it's a good, good, time, good time to have a bye. Yes, absolutely. Get the Jaguars and then play at the Packers. And, I, and then they've got, I, I, I'm just going to say this real quick before I get to what people are saying. Um, they're at home against the Cardinals, then at wa- the Washington football team, then at home against the Niners on Sunday night football. Um, there are team. There are people out there saying this team could start zero and nine. That is absolutely stupid. that's absurd. That's dumb. And and I'm not saying there are just people. Those are major sports writers who are contributors to things like the NFL Network. Um, who are saying that? But remember, there was that guy that picked the Niners to go three and thirteen. Um, did the exact opposite. They yeah. went the exact opposite. And they went to the Super Bowl. So that was he stood up on TV and said that um, before the start of the season. I'm not saying that's true. But what I am saying is at the Colts, at home against the Titans, uh, at the Vikings, at the 49ers, at home against the Rams, at the Steelers, I think that, that'll be an interesting game. Uh, at home against the Saints, those first eight, that sucks. And that's yeah. the worst schedule anybody's got in the first eight games. Mm-hmm. If I think coming out of that with a, with a kind of clean look of a five and three or it at worst case scenario, four and four is totally possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying it's totally possible. And I, and I think Seahawks fans don't need to temper their season expectations, but they just need to know that the whole idea is get to the bye week without taking a major loss and, uh, and being, you know, feeling like you're steps away from a playoff picture. Yeah. And that's that's what the goal needs. to be. I know you're going to have a lot to say, Grant. So I just want to squeak this in. Uh, I know I was being kind of cheeky when I said that Seattle, I think, would be fourth place yeah. in the West. Mm-hmm. But I will say, when you look at their schedule, that's really the only reason why I right. would even think that that's a thing. Because I do think that they're a better team than Arizona, for example. I right. think yeah. 
our three teams are going to be the ones that are really like vying for those. Yeah. First place in the NFC West or, or in those, in those wild card spots. Yeah. Yeah. But when you look at their schedule, the fact that they're oh, going to yeah. be, it's brutal, probably digging themselves out of a hole in the second half of the season is which where is it's doable. like, which they can do. I'm not yeah. like, yeah. For everything that they're playing the Texans in the second half of the season. Let's yeah, not forget that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's just, yeah. it's tough. No, it's super tough. And I, and so the thing that Seahawks fans will, so when, when I, when I, when I always hear this stuff, I always roll my eyes because every year they always say, this is the year the Seahawks are going to be awful. They're going to go, they're going to go eight and eight. They're going to go maybe nine and seven. They're going to miss the playoffs and all those things. And to me, it's like, do we still have the best quarterback in the division? Yes. Yes. Do we still have probably the best quarterback head coach duo? Yes. We have to because we've won a Super Bowl. We're going to give you that right now. Uh, I'm just saying because, because again, if they I let Russ actually play how they should let him play. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. So no, Uncork because of that. Him, let him go. But like, so, so I talked about earlier that, that, that coach, yeah, but then we have to decide that, who it is. That, 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 that coach quarterback relationship has to be there to be a relationship. Be, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the chemistry there has to, they have to be able to work well together and those things. And I, I just saw this today, actually CBS sports posted it. Uh, the team with the highest winning percentage in the Eastern time zone is the Seahawks. Not the Patriots, not the Chiefs, the Seahawks teams that play in the Eastern time zone. Since 2012, it's the Seahawks. So we can go places well, and we can win. I'm going to say uh, less of a sample size would get you a higher percent, win percentage. It will get you a higher perc- winning team. In, it will in give you a higher winning percentage. I would yes. love to see what the Patriots win percentage is on the West Coast. Um, oh, I'm sure it's, yeah. It's probably astronomical. Yeah, but... But so when I see this, like the way I always think that we have the best quarterback, we probably have the best wide receiver. Nah, DeAndre Hopkins. Now we have DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in the division. I, I think I think you could make well, you could certainly make a case that you might have the best wide receiver crew. Yeah, you could make that case. I think just I, I, th- I think I think LA LA's the, the the next competitive yeah. competitive team there. But like we have, I think we have the best safety duo in the in, in the in the division. And Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams and free safety and strong safety. I, I, I'm a low key Jamal Adams hater. I will say I'm not surprised. I'm a I'm not a low key one. I hate that dude's guts. But that's fine. But mostly, that dude's to me like you have linebackers for a reason, right? And in a passing <laughs> in a passing league, you need a guy that can cover right in he, the secondary. And, and, and my man yeah. gets cooked. He uh, he is what you call an inadequate coverage safety yeah sure he is a murderer in the box well, he's a he's a well he he describes himself he's, he's a playmaker he's not he, sure like i mean if you look at the the percentage of snaps that he plays he's pretty split like it's kind of crazy though though the the where he's put on the field his percentages it's not astronomically high in coverage no, he's, or a, is it he's a rome safety i mean you could say the same thing about paul malu at times right? that he yeah. used to get beat um, but you, you also might say Paul Molly was the, the greatest safety of all time. Sure. I, I certainly look forward to that conversation C-gap. at some point. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> C-gap. Uh, if you've never heard the Pat McAfee C-gap story, Dude, you need to go look so that good. up. Um, but, uh, no, my, so, so my concerns here are depth issues on the defensive side of the ball. Specifically um, in the corners, right? Is that what you're- and specifically in in the corners and in the linebacker, right? Um, letting KJ go, in my opinion, uh, for as little money as he went away for, it was is obvious. A it was obvious that they just wanted to get younger. 
It yeah, wasn't, and, which I think is dumb because if you're only keeping four linebackers on your team, and when you have a and when you have a clock sitting, um, you have Jamal Adams, so you have five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, um, but when you've got a clock sitting on any, if, if you've got a veteran quarterback, period, there's right. a clock. Okay, yeah. and and we we understand that Russ is going to. It's going to be a shame if he, if he if he only wins one, and you know, same it, with Aaron Rodgers. Like it's it's yeah. a shame right. that Drew Brees won one. It's a shame that. Ben yeah, I, I would love it if Russ Wilson went to a different team and won another Super Bowl. <laughs> That'd be fine. Um, and I have no issue with that. Go to the AFC. Yeah, really. yeah. In the AFC, no problem on a year the Niners are figuring <laughs> some stuff out. I don't know. Anyway, but I do uh, I, I do think, again, that offense, offensive line is good, not great. I use that term a lot. And, and it's to, to remind people that that is a mediocre unit. Okay, yeah. it's, it's not a it's middle of the pack. Uh, in, in the NFC West, again, we're going to say this. You gotta have great to survive. Yeah, and so my and I do. And for those people who who are one, I don't hate Russell Wilson. I I it's like it's like Derek Jeter. I wish he played on a different team. I'd yeah. like him then. I've Russell Wilson played literally anywhere not in New England. I'd like him. He's probably my favorite non-Ram player, which is annoying. Mm. Mm, you have a disease that sucks. I did yeah. not expect to hear that from you. Yeah, I, I, I love that. watching him play. Oh, that dude is cl- Mr. Clutch. It's like yeah. he, like him and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are like, I want to watch them play. It just sucks that yeah. Russ is in Seattle. Yeah. Well, but but here's the thing: the Rams are his kryptonite. Aaron yeah, Donald, I love Leonard Floyd, just bullied bully him. Yeah. It's it's the triangle where like you know the, <laughs> Russell Wilson for the most part has had the Niners number. The Niners have had the Rams number. Yeah. The Rams have the Seahawks number. Yeah, That's, it's totally and, then, true. and then the Cardinals are just like, what's up? The, We're not even on the West Coast. We're in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you look at the things that need to improve here, uh, they, they've got to figure it out in the first six weeks, what they're going to do with that secondary. I think yeah. they're going to get exposed in some of those games and they're going to have to make adjustments. I don't know that starting a rookie through that gauntlet of quarterbacks yeah. and difficult play I, I is really, going to be all that I really that much like fun. that that corner. It, if you look at his stats, if he was two inches taller, he probably would have gone in the first first like his stats. I don't have them, but there's they're stinking impressive in his final year in college. He's just a little shorter, which is surprising because Carroll likes the long, the lanky corners. So it's a little different for him. But I think that yeah, he need you don't we don't want to you don't want to start a rookie corner against that. Yeah. So um, I'll go to the 49ers before. Wait, we, what, what was your what was your record prediction? I don't have a record prediction until I'm done with the NFC West. Oh, okay. Gonna are, 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 are you gonna once. are you gonna play some all? So, yeah. So, uh, moving down to San Francisco, uh, the question obviously on everybody's minds after the draft is who's going to start at quarterback. The Niners are going into the season, and if you asked Forty Nine er fans that anybody that has followed this team and paid attention, you you already knew the answer. Okay, as soon as they started Trey or drafted Trey Lance, you knew they weren't going to start him. Jimmy Garoppolo is on the hook for twenty five million dollars. He is your twenty five million dollar quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is making more money than Aaron Rodgers this year. Um, and so he's going to start. Also, that dude went to a Super Bowl when he, the, in the one year he has been healthy uh, all the way through. And so the, the Niners were definitely going to start uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, the questions that I have is, can the 49ers be healthy? Last year, they mm-hmm. set a record uh, with having over 50 players I hit the injury list at some point uh, and uh, sent uh, over 25 to the IR. It was absolutely insane what happened to them. 
How many did you lose in those back-to-back Giants and Jets game? Uh, we lost, uh, for the year, we lost, uh, I think, four players. In two uh, games. That's and, crazy. And obviously, Joey Bosa being the biggest um, um, what? key loss. Did I just say Joey? I knew I was going to do that at some point. Nick Bosa uh, being the Fake biggest champ. loss. Uh, <laughs> the better Bosa, if we're being I, honest. Absolutely not true. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Um, give you I'm going to hold the line on on uh, on Nick because I know his name. That's <laughs> so bad. It's getting late here, people. All right. Um, but the the question is, can they stay healthy? And I really believe that um, that 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 is the big issue. 100. It's not. Is this a great roster? It's a very good roster, top to bottom. The problem is going to be uh, keeping those guys on the field, and that has proved to be the problem the last couple of years. Does this? And another question I have is: Does this receiving core look good? At times, it really does. Uh, Debo is a yak monster. Um, Ayuk uh, made one of the best plays of the year last year when he jumped over uh, the defender en route to the oh, end the zone. Eagles? Uh, yeah, Eagles that game? was absolutely incredible. Can't tell you how many uh, times I saw that play. Oh, it was just so much fun to watch um, as he as he makes that hurdle, and he's not a big guy. Um, but. Uh, um, they've added a Trent Sherfield to that uh, that crew. Mohamed Sanu's come back. They have two guys that not a lot of people know about or have heard of. Uh, Jalen Hurd, who was a second round pick um, coming out of Baylor. And then Juwan Jennings was a seventh round pick uh, out of Tennessee, a former running back, uh, as was Jalen Hurd. Um, and they're going to use them as big slot guys. Uh, they come in as the fifth, six receivers. They are both yak monsters. Uh, they ran quick screens out for them, plays over the middle. I heard only played in the final preseason game, and they gave him as many targets as he could handle. At times, looked great, had a couple silly drops, uh, but he had not played real football in over two years. Um, and so they've, they've got some questions to answer at, at the receiving core in terms of the depth. It'll be interesting to see if Hurd, uh, in particular, can stay healthy and on the field. Turfield, by the way, is the guy that caught the 80-yard bomb from Trey Lance in the first game, um, and oh, he yeah. looks awesome. Uh, that is a interdivision get because he was uh, playing for Arizona last year, uh, and they let him uh, take a slide, uh, but he looks like a good get for the 49ers right now. So it's an improving group, and he's a fine consistency. Um, your other pass catcher, who is a monster on this team, is obviously George Kittle. Um, in my mind, uh, you know, right neck and neck with Travis Kelsey for the best tight end in the league. Um, I, I think in the overall scheme, uh, if you need to make a block and you need a tight end, you probably don't want anybody else. Um, George Kittle is, is in my mind, the best run block tight end in the league. Um, and you just watch him pancake, uh, you know, a decent sized linebacker. And it is the funniest thing. Um, some of the, some of the tapes you can find on Instagram of that guy. Uh, laughing his head off while he puts a dude on the, on his back, even on a play that just ends in a one yard gain. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I love I love Kittle. Uh, the offensive line is improving. Alex Mack came from the Falcons. That's a huge addition at center um, for for the 49ers. From center left, this team is fantastic. Um, you know, uh, Lagan Tomlinson at left guard uh, figures to be headed towards an All Pro season. He's playing in he. He's playing next to the best offensive tackle in the game in Trent Williams. Um, it's a non-negotiable. The numbers don't lie. Uh, he is an absolute beast. Um, 
And uh, the right side is the the issue. They drafted Aaron Banks uh, out of Notre Dame uh, with their second pick. And I uh, so far, Banks has not been able to do a whole lot on the field. Does, has not looked super great. Gave up uh, a really dumb sack uh, in his second game and has not run blocked well yet. Seems like he's still learning the system. He did also suffer an injury and they think he was trying to play through it um, early on. So they, they have sidelined him for the moment. He is questionable in week one. And Mike McGlinkey is coming off his worst year uh, at right tackle for the 49ers. He had slimmed down last year to under 300 pounds. He's since gained almost 30 pounds back and is sitting at a, a cool 318, I believe is what he's at. And uh, looks all the part of the the guy that played his first three years for the 49ers. A great run blocker on the right side. Um, and uh, and is going to be in the top half of pass blockers, uh, most likely in the league. Um, defensive line, uh, just for the record, gentlemen, looks freaking terrifying. Uh, Nick Bosa is ready to go. Uh, Armstead's going to start on the other side, and D Ford's coming in for passing downs. That's ridiculous. And so, D Ford is lock stocked and ready to rock. So I'm going to say this right now to people that are listening. Matt Novak is a guy that likes to critique a lot of players who are coming off of injury. I do. Like, he, if, 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 unless it's his team, apparently, because he thinks Nick Bosa is going to just destroy I everything. Think Nick Bosa is. I think he will. Absolutely. I'm not saying, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm just calling out that if any other player on any other team is coming off of that injury, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not draft. I'm not, yeah, I'm not drafting them. I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. But if it's his team. Hey. I would like you saying. to find I would like you to find a a defensive end that you can make an argument on that uh right now. Somebody's As coming what? off injury. Oh, coming off injury. I thought yeah. So I and, and and hear me, I I wouldn't feel as good as I do if the injury hadn't happened so early in the year and we've two? had yeah, that was yeah, he had a lot two. of a lot of time to recover. Oh, yeah. from it's it's that. a lot oh, of sure. recovery and uh and and Full also off season basically. Right. I, right. I mean, he had the whole season last year plus the entire off season. He's been working on it the whole time. This is this is a best case scenario if you're going to lose somebody for for a season oh, that yeah. is lost, if you will, yeah. um, for it to happen when it did. Get it, so get it out of the way. I kinda. feel that good because of that. I also feel good that D Ford is back. We didn't even know if he's going to play football. Um, D Ford and Nick Bosa, by the way, on the field, uh, the highest sack percentage for two bookend defensive ends in the history of the NFL. Was that the Super Bowl run? In the Super Bowl run, that and the only reason we did not win that Super Bowl, in my opinion. Is because T. Ford was not out there playing at capacity. Um, that is that is absolutely what I believe to this day. Not that Shanahan made some dumb play calls, or that you know certain uh, pass did not get caught over the middle. Yeah, things like that. You know, I'm just saying Shanahan decided to deviate from the run game, and like said, this is clock. the conversation you want to have right now. No, it's don't, almost midnight. Now. You want me to start questioning? Started. You want me to start questioning all of uh, Pete Carroll's decision making? Oh, not- I'm not saying that we're standing here looking good. I'm just sa- with our decision making. I'm no, just saying. I, I, I am. I'm just saying that the numbers, the numbers indicate something special there. Uh, they are able to move Armstead to the inside when D Ford is uh, uh, out <clears throat> on the outside, and that's what they will do. They'll rotate uh, DJ Jones and uh, Kinlaw at the defensive tackle positions. Um, and uh, Kinlaw appears to be ready to take that step in year two. Um, it'll certainly help him that he will not be drawing a double team with Nick Bosa, Armstead, and D. Ford running along that same line. Uh, a linebacker, they they have 
absolute monster in Fred Warner. Dre Greenlaw sitting next to him. Uh, and uh, it, uh, Al Shazier will start on the outside. Got some good depth there. Marcel Harris has made transition from safety to linebacker. It'd be interesting to watch in that defense. He's obviously a fantastic coverage linebacker. Uh, that's why they brought him in was to deal with a lot of the tight ends uh, and uh, or stretch tight end scenarios that you see. Uh, the the backfield, uh, they added to with Trey Sermon. Uh, he's running alongside Mostert, who will be the lead back. Uh, and then uh, they've got some good depth behind them as well. They recently cut Wayne Gallman uh, just because they felt so good about their young guys. Uh, and Michael Hasty. And then uh, they've got uh, some rookie backups uh, that'll edge that out. And then they've got their uh, safeties returning. Jason Barrett is coming back uh, as one of the most improved players in the NFL last year. He played absolutely awesome on uh, the outside. I uh, ended up being, I, I think it was round number 11 in coverage uh, for the year. So lots of good things there. Robbie Gould's back kicking. Um, Wisnowski, by the way, I don't talk about punters a lot. This is fun. Dropped 63 and 75 yard punts in the last preseason game against the Raiders, uh, which it saddens me to say we even punted the ball in that game. But um, it was pretty impressive to watch. It's not every day you watch somebody drop 75 yards on a punt. Well, you know. You got Johnny Hecker. I mean, fine, yeah, <laughs> fine. I but I, I have not seen a whole lot of seventy-five yard punts but in my day. Period. I, I do appreciate a good punt because of Johnny Hecker. Yeah, and and, and I think just being able to uh, control the field there is an important aspect of the game. So again, my questions for this team are: Can they stay healthy? Who's going to really start in the two quarterback system, and how does that work? Uh, legitimately, I, I don't think it in, in, and I guess if I'm being honest, my opinion is it's not a two quarterback system. It is Jimmy Garoppolo's job until lose. It shouldn't be a two quarterback system. It's well, they're going to, yeah. they're going to pull the Taysom Hill plays. They're going to have that stuff. And Trey Lance certainly gives you uh, a huge stretch the field option. And the guy can flat out yeah. take off on but his legs. Again, but with, with that too, I mean, this is a team that, that can go deep into the playoffs this team then go deep in the playoffs, and if you're having those like, oh, is he get, like, for lack of a better term, like the Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, those kind of conversations that are happening, that's not beneficial to a team that's trying to like win, go deep in the playoffs, go for a Super Bowl run like this team is wanting to do. Having that, those questions are like, who's going to be our quarterback and things like that. I don't, th- I don't see that as helpful to the team. Yeah. I don't. But to be honest with you guys, I don't know that the team has those questions. I think no, that I know they. I know they people don't. holding microphones do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the team. No, does. I know. I know. I know that. Yeah. But but if you're going to be doing some of that, some of that stuff, if it's going to be like, I, if I was if I was running this team, it would be Jimmy Garoppolo's pretty much the whole season, unless you know the season the season's over, or he gets injured. I I don't think that like oh we we had to start him a couple series oh he looked really good let's start him the next game that kind of mentality of doing that is not good for this team. And, and it doesn't appear that Shanahan is a trigger puller. Like you don't, you don't see that he's going to be a quick trigger. Oh, I, wow. That was really good. I like that. We're going to throw that in. He's a system uh, guy. I mean, he yeah. runs the offense. It is his offense. And the, whoever goes in there to play has to be able to run his offense specifically. Right. And Trey Lance probably is not ready to do that. I don't think that there is a quarterback, even in this great draft class, that was ready to do that from day one. No. Um, the only thing 
and I don't see this happening because if I'm going to be honest, um, and it pains me to say it, the 49ers horrify me, uh, obviously as a Rams fan, but I, they don't I'm, scare the Seahawk fan. They don't, they don't, they don't, he's not, look at him. He doesn't care at all. They're a scary team. And whenever I watch them, I'm like <laughs> they run the ball. They have the yeah. receiving core. Yeah. As critical of Jimmy G as I am, he wins games. Yeah. And no. that's just how, ha- and their defense is very scary. I think Fred Warner, he might be to me like the best middle linebacker right now. I think him, Devin White in the league. Uh, him, uh, him, Devin, and, and Bobby are, are the top three. Yeah. No, I, th- uh, or, but, or, or Darius Leonard. Dar- yeah. And and maybe that's Those, a tie with because I, I, I think Bobby and, and Fred, Fred Warner are, but, scares me the most. And again, yeah. that's partially a divisional like thing, crazy. but also the rest of their defense and what they can do. And then you have Fred Warner. It's like okay, calm down. The only right. the only linebacker, by the way, in uh, the top fifteen in coverage in the league. Yeah, and, and that's what makes it even mm-hmm. scarier. Um, maybe the the Seahawks could take some notes there from their linebacker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, Anyways, um, they do scare me quite a bit, actually, um, which is one of the things that makes the NFC West so interesting is well, what's so interesting is that I think it's like a game or two spread between the top yeah, three teams. Yeah, um, because usually like our teams, as we talked about, will beat each other like in a triangle. Yeah, which kind of evens everything out. So it really comes down to, as we talked about with the Seahawks, they have a really rough start. I think the 49ers probably have a pretty good chance of starting off like five and one as yeah. I, as I look at their schedule. Yeah. The, and so the, the schedule lends it to, they're starting I up with the Lions one of the easier Sunday schedules yeah. to like in terms of win percentage of last year. I read that they have one of, if not the easiest third, yeah, yeah. third easiest schedule, which also yeah, scares so. me. Um, yeah, that sucks. But what I was, what I was going to say, as far as the Trey Lance thing goes, I don't see that happening at all again, just yeah. because Jimmy G wins games. You don't need him to really do a whole You don't need lot. him to go throw four touchdowns and 380 he, yards. He's not going to throw for 5,000 yards, but they're going to win, you know, probably he'll, 12 He'll games. be big on third down. That's all they need him to and do. And especially with how much with how much they can run the ball. Yeah. Um, but unless something horrible goes wrong, whether it's a Jimmy G injury or they find themselves just not winning games, I don't see Trey Lance playing yeah. this year really. I see um, it as if they have another injury plague season and they're like, you know, five and 10 or, you know, they, they, they do, they do some, they it, throw them in the last couple games. Yeah. It just, it, it, it's nice to know. And I, and I genuinely believe this. It literally can't be worse than what happened last year. It like, it will be a better season because it literally can't you be can't worse. You can't have 30 yeah. plus There's players. No, on, Jimmy, Jimmy wasn't playing at the end of the year. We started, we started Mullins, who just got cut by the Eagles. Yep. He looked yes, horrible he in the preseason. Yeah. CJ Bathard's backing up uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence right now. Yeah. Um, those guys started the majority of the games for our team last year. We had no defensive line. They were all injured. D Ford was yeah. gone. Solomon Thomas is gone. Armstead was literally the only stud that we had left playing games. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he, he played throughout the season, but. Yeah, it, you're missing all those pieces. You still managed to win six. Honestly, we felt good about that and should yeah. have won seven. So I, it it was a team that probably overachieved given what happened. Yeah. Um, Mostert didn't play a ton too. I forget that. Oh yeah, but, he didn't, yeah. So here's where I'm at, guys. All right, let's hear it. I have I have in the, with the four teams in this division. 
I have two of them tying at one record, and I have two of them tying another. Whoa, okay. That's not what I expected. I I think that this is definitely the best division of football. It's hands down. It is definitely everyone tries to say the, the, the AFC North, but there's a stinker. There's a horrible Cincinnati. team in that division. Top yeah. to bottom, this is the best. Yeah. Okay, these are all teams that are going to finish in the positive. Uh, the 17 game thing helps you get into the positive for all these teams. I have I have the the Cardinals and the Rams at 10 and seven. Uh, and I think I already said the 10 and seven thing earlier. Mm-hmm. And that's no disrespect to either of them. That's just where I think they're at right now. And I don't think that J.J. Watt's going to live through the season. Um, and I said earlier, that's a catalyst thing for me. Um, I, have the, I have the Niners and the Seahawks at 12 and 5. And I'm being nice to the Seahawks because I think their schedule sucks. But I think their talent and their coaching is there that they can get to it. But hold on, Seahawks fans, because I think you are going to lose three games out of the first eight. Um, I think that's going to happen. Yeah. And then I think they come back from the bye strong. Second half of the season, again, they do get to play the Texans. They've got the Bengals. They've got some other games that are more yeah. winnable. They've got some home game stretches, too, that or two two games in a row at home that, that are nice. Um, and they're going to get some, not cupcake, but easier wins. That's so, interesting. Because I... I have the I have the my my impression is that the Niners Seahawks at eleven and, and six sure and then I have you at ten and seven and then the Cardinals at nine and eight is what I have I I am my bold prediction for the year and I'll do a lot of hot take um the entire NFC West will be in the playoffs I think that's very doable I yeah. and and it's it's mostly the top bottom strengths of the other divisions um and, and that's a bold prediction. I, and I'm saying that in kindness to the Saints because that's the team that loses out. Um, I, I, I think the Saints uh, with Jameis Winston are more of a 10 and 7. I think we're used to them being a great team. Yeah. Um, and well, they're a great team that can't seem to get out of the playoffs. They also have they no money and they don't yeah. have depth because of that. I didn't take the time to say that earlier, but they're also a 10 and 7 team to me. And I think the Cardinals end up with it just because of tiebreakers and this the entire division goes to the playoffs first time in the history of the NFL. Do you guys do you guys think that uh any of the teams like win win a series against the other cuz I think we're all going to split. I think each of us is going to win a game. I think we're going to be three. I think all all teams in division are going to be 3 and 3 in division games. I think games. he's really sure that we're going to beat them twice. I think well uh, we I think we're going to beat you twice and I think we're going to lose to them twice. Okay. <laughs> we're going to keep okay. the thing going. Okay. Right? We're going to do what we did last it, year. Keep and it consistent. Then we're and then we're gonna, gonna, split with the freaking yeah, Cardinals. And then I think we're going <laughs> to split with the Cardinals because that always kind of yeah. seems... I, I think, mean, we've we've had the Cardinals numbers recently as well. Yeah. yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like... I mean, even in your guys' is That could totally happen. I mean, yeah. So so the reason I'm not scared of the Niners is because we can always seem to beat... Even in the Super Bowl run, we beat you. We beat you. I think we're we've better. I, I think overall our, our roster is is definitely better than yours. Okay. I, 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 you, but I think we have the X factor. You you have you have the best quarterback. Um and but I I genuinely believe that your defensive line is nowhere near where our defensive line no, is. But I don't think any other team is. Your uh your I think our linebackers outdo it by a little bit just because of Greenlaw. I think sure. Green, Greenlaw is definitely the better I'm, Robin, I'm if really you interested will. in Daryl Taylor, our second round pick from last year, who was yeah. injured all of last season. Overall, I think our secondary is even because you have Jamal Adams. Yeah. So on the defensive side of the ball, I think we got you just because of the defensive, defensive line. line, and and we we we're continuing to be consistent in the statement 
the the line of scrimmage is where you win. Yeah. Our offensive line better than yours, and that's obvious. Um, Trent Williams, Lakin Tomlinson, Alex, and, and Mac at, at center, just right there. I think McGlink is the better right tackle as well. Um, I think that our running back depth is clearly better. You have the better overall running back. Um, right. I'll give you Carson over over Mostert, um, but that's not to say Mostert's not going to average six yards a play. He's just not going to get as many plays as other guys are. Right. I've never then, seen anybody run through more <laughs> open holes and arm tackles for six, seven yards it's, a time. It's stupid than when, when we play you guys. It's annoying. And, and and I obviously we own tight end. That that's that's an unquestioned thing on special teams. Um, Gould's getting older, so you might have us there. Our I think we can, is so good. I I, I think Dixon both punters so can good. change. They can, but they can change the the field possession or, or field positioning. Uh, in in one yeah. quick quick kick. Um, so overall, I just think if you just go part to part, um, there's a couple of places where we outweigh you guys, and I and I think the key part of that yeah. again, we we own the line of scrimmage. Yeah, in the do. overall. I think Russ makes up for that on the offensive well, side. Cause like, because my thing not, is too is it's like like what we did when you beat you guys in your Super Bowl is like we needed to score. I trust our team to go down there and score when we need to, and I, and we have a good enough defense where we can also make the stop when we need to. And, and and now now I think I think we make that stop where we couldn't before, and I think okay. it's just because I think it's because of Warner getting getting sure. better and getting older. Yeah. And that defensive line is just full on ready to rock. And I, so I think we can get that stop when we need to. Um, and, and that's why I have the Niners taking the division uh, overall. Is I think it, we have the better division is it, record. Is it, is it in? Is it? Okay. Yeah. So that's division what record. Tie, goes, tie breakers yeah, and stuff. We, if we split, which I think we will, they don't do it by um, score differential in, be, in between yeah. win loss. So it, it's going to go to division record after that. Right. And, and I think we're going to have the better division record. Um, I think, I think we're, my personal belief is we're going to go five and one in the division. In division, okay. I, so I think you, our losses to you guys. I think we sweep the others. That that's that's how I see that. Okay. So uh, I think we go five and one. I think you guys go four and two, and that gives it to us. Mm-hmm. So that and that's with, and with the Rams, it doesn't matter how good our team is because you guys will beat us. Because even when you guys yeah. had Jeff Fisher as your head coach and you went four and twelve and we were in the Super Bowl, I, our two losses hey, was, were to I'm you guys. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you one at home. And and I think you're gonna that we're gonna get one at home, and that's where your two are. I think that we that we beat the Cardinals, even though I, I think the Cardinals are a good team. They're gonna get their wins outside the division for the most part. Yeah, and I will say this: I don't plan on beating the 49ers this year, and we're gonna go see a Monday night game. <laughs> True, and, Jameson's coming with oh, me. Is he? And yeah. and uh, but if we beat you guys somehow, if we split with you, that changes a lot. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not banking changes on the landscape it. of the division. It yeah, changes I think so too. So much. So if we can finally, I think if squeak one yeah, out, man, it's that neck and neck, that is that is going to be huge. Because I, like I said, I I think eleven is our ceiling. So like yeah. ten and seven is, I think yeah. fine. Um, I think and, and probably gives you get us that eleven. You got to get the one against the Niners. Exactly. That, that's that's right. the one that counts. And so I, if if we get that, and we split with you, and we're both say like eleven and seven. Yeah, that makes things really interesting. 11 and six. Eleven, 11 and six. I'm so yeah. it's so hard. So hard. Ten, ten and seven. Number. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but, I just have to go by wins. How many wins? Yeah. Not <laughs> not wins and then it's, losses. It is helpful yeah. if you just do it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I I would love to see all four of these teams in the playoffs. So crazy. I think it would just be really good for football in general. You have star power on each team, but you also have 
even if not everybody's defense is as good as each other's defense, right? You have star power on both sides, but you have offense, which mm-hmm. is always. I mean, you have some well, and some hard nosed football guys, you know, going to talk yeah. about defense wins championships, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you watch people air the ball out, and you're watching exciting football in the playoffs, and then on top of that, you have probably Tom Brady and you know Aaron Rodgers. Right. That's a very exciting NFC playoffs. Even oh, though it's so exciting. I you know it's going to come down to ultimately I think probably Tampa Bay or Green Bay really coming out of it. Yeah. Um, well, I, 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 I think that too with that was exciting. If all four of these teams get into the playoffs. I don't believe that a team could beat a, a team three times. Like like so say say like sweeps happen. Mm. I don't think a team could come and beat a team three times in a year. I just don't see that as a possibility. If sweeps happen, say we sweep the yeah. say we sweep the Cardinals and then we have to play the Cardinals. I don't think how how. How often can that happen? Like, I just don't see that happening. That you could win. Did we against- beat you guys both times in the regular season last year? No, we split. Okay, that's what I thought. We split. Because I, I was going to say guys- we beat you in the playoffs, and I was like, I can't remember. No, if, yeah, if we actually think- did a full sweep. Yeah, because you guys, yeah, yeah, because because we beat you to win the division. That was the game because you were, that's yeah, right. and then like two weeks later we played you again. <laughs> yeah, but like so, and I think, sweet, that, and, sweet. And, and I think, yeah, we'll uh, take our t-shirts uh, to Cabo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but like, and I think that too just. In divisional games, it, it's anyone's game as, as as proof. You know when you know we beat you guys um, in like week sixteen, then week seventeen we played someone else, came back to the playoffs, and we lost to you guys. And it's like because they're divisional opponents, it's anyone's game. Even though mm-hmm. yes, yes, the Cardinals are probably the worst team in this division. I still think that they could come out and beat you or beat you in the playoffs because it's the playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. All right, guys. Playoffs. So last part of the NFL thing, uh, and obviously this is the end of. Uh, part two of episode two. Um, <laughs> we uh, we're taking Tampa. We've all we've all said that that you have to that Tampa is. I would love to pick Green Bay because I love Aaron Rodgers and him only having one Super Bowl is a crime. Yes. You can't do it. But you just, you can't when do, you bring you everybody back like you did in Tampa Bay. I think it's got to be Tampa Bay. Okay, because until I see Tom Brady actually just crumble into dust i don't think that they're gonna lose all right I'm, I'm so we got tampa and and are we taking tampa in to the super bowl we got tampa in the game but are we taking tampa into the super but bowl? then that's another can you because then it's the two because it's like because then you're the fool that bets against brady in the super bowl okay i i'm well but he's lost a few times he's lost three so if, if he gets he was there, a play away from losing four i don't think he loses if they get there um because mm. I don't think a team like the Chiefs got marginally better. I would I would disagree because the where their weakness was offensive, offensive tackle. Well, and just all offensive line because because they because they, they got Joe Thune and then Orlando Brown. That's true. And and uh, Long Chris Long. Yeah, we got. But I don't. That. I don't think that's. They enough. did lose Sammy Watkins. Oh, Sammy Watkins is Sammy Watkins. Yeah, you're talking to a Rams fan, buddy, about Sammy Watkins. Well, but no, but, but I'm just saying that that's three or four explosive clutch plays when you need it. Yeah. Um, you're stupidly left open on the right I mean, side of the field. Their line is realistically why the, the Chiefs lost to yeah. them anyways. Yes. Right. But when I'm looking at that, I'm like, I see everybody come back in Tampa Bay. And if they get there, I just don't see Tom losing again. Yeah. Okay. Um, but... I also kind of like the Bills. So that's my pick, I think, overall. Yeah. I said that in the first episode. So you're, you're taking the Bills over to what win. sounds like the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. 
you're I'm I am I just like the Bills way too much. I have a really hard time here. I am uh I'm gonna go the Bills and I'm gonna be the guy that does it. Um you can say I, your team. I am I'm gonna be good to myself here. I'm gonna take the Bills over the Packers. Oh I um, I, I thought I thought you were gonna say your no, team. And 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 look, as much as I won't as much as I have said that I think the Bucks are that team that's gonna be in the NFC championship, I think there are I I really believe that there are three rosters that are NFC championship rosters. I do believe the 49ers are one of them. I do believe that uh, the Packers are one, and I think the Bucks are one. I think any one of those three teams could end up in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. But top to bottom, uh, I want Aaron pissed off Aaron Rodgers any day. Yeah. Um. And, and right now, and yeah. I and I, I do. I I love it. And repeating in the NFL is the hardest it's thing so to do hard. in sports. And so it's hard for me to sit there and say the Bucks could do it again for sure. On the other but if end, anybody could the Bills. Be Brady? The Bills are one running back away from being the best roster on the in the AFC. They are they are running back away, and if they're they the find best, it this year, they're the best coached. To they, them. McDermott's amazing. Yeah. Um. um but and and they have they or, have or, or if they if they find that running back or if or if Zach Moss pops off. This is what I'm saying. If you find that guy with what you got, then then you're there. You're the best. You are the best roster in the AFC, and, and in my mind, the second best roster because I will still take the Bucks roster, um, top to bottom, um, in the in in the league. But um, I also like the Bills, and I'm going to go full Chris Berman here, and I am going to take the Bills uh, <laughs> over the Packers in the Super Bowl. That is my. I, pick. I do think it, it's very hard for me because I think if Tampa Bay gets there, I think they win it. It's really still hard for me because Green Bay was realistically like a fumble away from going to the Super Bowl. They were well. They they were uh, Aaron Rodgers should have ran it in. Yeah, they they were right there. Mike Laf- <laughs> so, Matt Lafleur not pulling pulling so, da- pulling Rodgers out on fourth it, fourth down. A little like a little revisionist history, you know, and and it makes me feel a little bit better because I want the Packers to go and I want them to win. But I think if a team that's not Tampa Bay makes it out of the West, I think they lose. To whoever comes out of the AFC, whether it's the Chiefs or the Bills, I'm picking the Bills to come out of the AFC only because we just kind of had the you know, almost going against myself because I'm picking Tampa Bay to kind of like repeat and get there again. But for Kansas City to be there, what three years in a row now? That, yeah, that's it, rough. It's really hard, even when you have who they have offensively. Well, yeah, and this is what we talked about. And so and the AFC breakdown was like their looks got to run out at some point. point. And I mean, not that Pat Mahomes is like an injury prone guy. They've been proven to still be successful even when he's gone or at least to stay afloat uh, when he had that knee thing going on. So uh, with a better line, you know, you have, a, I think, a better chance for them. But I, I think the Bills are that team, even though I could agree with some people who might say that maybe Josh Allen is like one more year away from really like being the guy. I think I disagree with that. Oh, I, I think, think he's, he's there the right now. I think, he's, he, like I think 30, he was the guy last year. Yeah, he had 38, yeah. 37 touchdowns and like, and he ran for like 10. Didn't some he? people are still not big on him and I don't understand it. And I think they want to see it again, which yeah. I can understand. I think he's going to do it again. Yeah, but, but, and their offense is crazy. Their defense is great. People were They're so well coached. crowning Pat Mahomes when he threw 50 touchdowns as this is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen after one season. Yeah. It's a little bit of an eye test thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, but here's the thing that 
Pat Mahomes could physically, from a physical gifting standpoint, be yeah, the best quarterback. Him and Aaron Rodgers are two of the guys that I've seen, at least in recent memory, that I'm like, that's the best like arm talent that yeah. I've ever right. seen. Yeah. So, um, but that being said, I think if Tampa Bay makes it out, which I think they will, I think they'll win the Super Bowl. I don't even really feel confident on it. But that's, I guess, what I'll say now. But any other team coming out of the AFC, I think, would win if it's not. Tampa so he threw there. for 37, ran for eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. So I like the Bills. I think they come out of the AFC personally. All right. Well, those are our picks there. We're going to run right through uh, college football pick them because we got to do it. Uh, oh, I have to first keep track game. again. Yes, you do. You're on, you're on duty. Uh, I have to add Jameson. And you have oh. to add Jameson to the mix. First game, it, prepare yourself. I'll just run through the list. We're going to pick Ohio State versus Oregon, number three uh, versus number 12. Ohio State is hosting that game. We're going to be picking uh, number nine, Iowa State, hosting number 10, Iowa. Picking I, Doing an Iowa game two weeks in a row. That will probably not happen. Iowa versus uh, Iowa State. Iowa versus Iowa State. Uh, we will be picking USC hosting Stanford in the late game. That's important for those Pac-12 fans because um, we know that late games suck and nobody wants to play them on Saturday nights and weird stuff happens. Uh, then we will be picking uh, sorry, Utah uh, at BYU. Uh, that is also a late game on Saturday. And then lastly, we will go ahead and pick Texas and Arkansas. It'd be in a seven o'clock local time start. Those we'd like to name those uh, start times again. They are important uh, with the production level that you sometimes get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, offenses sometimes uh, turn the ball over a little more in those evening games. All right, so let's start back up at the top. Uh, Ohio State, Oregon. Uh, and again, we're not doing analysis. We're just making straight picks today. Uh, Ohio State's going to murder Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Consensus. Lambs to the slaughter. Uh, that's Much not as that be sucks fun. as a Duck fan. Yeah, they're, they're going to kill him. Oregon did not look good coming out of the gate. So are we, uh, all, we all Iowa? Ohio uh, State. Ohio oh, State. That's what I meant. Yeah, I'm yep. sorry. I'm Iowa typing fans. Iowa. <laughs> and then uh, in the second game, Iowa, Iowa State. I'm going to continue to stay with Iowa. They won last week in that close game against Indiana. I'm staying with Iowa right now. That's who I was going to pick as well. Oh, Iowa State. Oh, a little, little bit of drama. Mr. I like to be different. Well, it worked Gosh. last time. Yeah, it did. That's okay. true. It did. I got to play catch up, so I can't play any of this 50-50 for drama. I got to go with my gut. USC hosting Stanford in that late game. Um, Stanford seems like they're always rebuilding. I'm, I'm, I haven't seen them yet. Didn't see what happened last week. I'm going to go USC, though, at home. They have, they have the best quarterback in the yeah. conference. Yeah, so. I'll go. I think I'm going USC. Same. I think that's a consensus game. Uh, we'll go down to the Utah at BYU, uh, which is kind of almost redundant because they're pretty close to each other. Uh, man, I like BYU at home. That's take the that only one. ticker for me. If this was, I'm going Utah. If this was in Utah, well, I mean, it's it's in Utah. But if it was at Utah, I would probably take them. But BYU, going BYU at home is pretty crazy. So I, I am also going to go BYU there. All right, and then our last one, Texas versus Arkansas. 
This is at Texas. After watching them play a solid team in the Raging Cajuns last week, I am going to go ahead and continue the Texas pick and stay right there. I'm going to go with Arkansas. He's being different. I am being different. I can't. If we have the same thing, I can't make any ground. That's true. That's true. You got to do it. I I, I do want to take Arkansas here. I'm going to go Texas. Texas. We both took Texas last week. He's doing it again. Uh, just a quick highlight to hit. Alabama's playing some team called Mercer. Uh, so I'll put the uh-huh. over uh, under at 40 on that one. I'm taking the over. Dear Lord. I, I'm hammering the over. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, if I don't know where the actual over under is, but if it's anywhere near 40, uh, good luck. All right, guys, we're going to run out of here in just a moment. So real quick, uh, speaking of pick them, uh, big game tomorrow. Bucks. Cowboy, or sorry, not tomorrow. <laughs> Big game Thursday. I think it technically is tomorrow now. Oh, yeah, um, Bucks, Cowboys, uh, Thursday. We have to work in the morning. Cowboys uh, I are going to lose this game. Yes. Um, I think 100%. we're all in agreement on that. Here's what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to put the over-under uh, at nine. Do you think they lose it close? Nine, nine's pretty generous. Okay, we're not we're not Vegas betting here, so here's what I think's gonna happen. I think the Bucks are gonna get way ahead and then relent, and then the Cowboys are gonna make it close. Ish. Okay. Like it's it, it, like it's gonna be a closer game on paper than what it actually was. That's what I think. All right, so you can take the you're gonna take under nine points, Brett. Yeah. I'll take like seven, eight. Like I think I think it'll end up being a score game, but they'll score it in the last two minutes. I think it's gonna be thirty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. I, I was so gonna I'm say I'll I'll take the spread. over. You can keep track of this. No, no. I'm just I'm just stating it. I, okay. I, I, we'll, we'll remember this conversation. I'm I I like the Bucks to score a lot of stinking points out of the gate. Um, yeah. Normally Thursday night football sucks, but when it's the first game of the year, uh, fireworks. Boom shakalaka, and you have those three wide receivers getting the ball uh, well, fed to them I from think, Tom Brady. Yeah, well, but but Brady also those. Just, I mean, th- this is probably the two. This is the showdown of the wide receiver core. I mean, these are. Two of probably the best wide receiver cores. Yeah. I do hope Dak has a big game because he's on one of my fantasy teams. He's on one of mine too. He got so. auto drafted on my team. Hmm. One of them, so. I have him in a 14 man league. Oh, so. it's brutal. Yeah. 14 is awful. And it's the money league. So we'll, we'll see. Fingers crossed. So who did you, yeah. who's your number one pick? I'm just curious. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. You were. I was seventh. Seventh. Yeah, but it's in full a, in PPR. In a full oh, okay. PPR. That's, yeah. Yeah. Full Kelsey PPR goes from league. being. Mid second second round to being top ten Dude. in a PPR. Yeah, yeah. My family. I don't want to say they're dumb, but they are because I drafted Kelsey in like the fourth round earlier today. You, you, oh dear lord! Uh, did you hear that, Dan Raposa? <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. So real quick, last thing before we go. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to follow us, nope, not what, that what's, what's yet. Your, what's your last thing? What is it? Your team. Who are you guys playing? And are you going to win, Grant? Uh, we are playing Seahawks. the Colts. I think we are going to win this game um, just because I think that Wentz needs a little time to get into the system. So I think I, I think we're going to win by like four, like six points or something like that. I'm doing it. No. I'm calling the Seahawks lost. They're playing at Indy. Yeah. Don't like that. I like, I like Indy. And I like Indy's defense. I think they win a close one. That's what I'm. That's where I'm I at. Think, I think I they think, win a close one. I think one. Seahawks win a close it's, one. I, I think it's going to be a three, four point game. I think it might be the game of the week uh, in terms of the back and forth. I'm not and concerned I like, about I like Russell Wilson playing to, 10 a.m. games. Just to take it at home. So I, I <laughs> j- just because it's at home. Uh, if that's games in Seattle, 
pick in Seattle. So yeah, uh, we're playing the Bears primetime Sunday night. <laughs> so we're gonna give it to them. Bye bye Bears. Uh, Justin Fields, please don't play in that game. Uh, we we believe that you will have a nice long career if you choose not to. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Uh, Aaron Donald will literally eat you alive. He already got his head taken off in the preseason. While while you watch Jalen Ramsey run by you towards his own end zone (laughs) with your ball. Um, We are playing at Detroit uh, for week one. you both get cupcake games. Um, We do. Your schedule (laughs) blows. We've been over this. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I got got the Niners winning. uh, Not necessarily in a laugher. I do think, again, I think that Lions roster is a little bit improved. Um, but I got us around 12 points. Um, I like I like 30 to 18, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Uh, I, I know 18 is a weird score. Easy but. 30 on yeah. Detroit. Yeah, I think the offense will click here. So I and, and I don't think that'll be a big shock against uh, a unmanned uh, defensive unit. All right. Grant's got the social in the email, and then we are out of here. Go ahead, man. Yeah, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at sportsify.pod. This sportsify.pod. And if you want to email us with questions, comments, concerns, whatever, I don't know if you don't have any concerns, but you can find us at uh, the sportsify podcast at gmail.com. You can also tap the button on our Instagram page to send us straight to an email. So appreciate you guys. Thanks yep. for tuning in. Hey, like, share. We appreciate the support. And after oh, this, we'll be down to one episode a week and not two. Yes. Uh, and or also two parters. We are on Spotify. What else yeah. are we on? We're on Spotify. We're uh, we'll be up on Apple uh, here by the time you guys are listening to this, and uh, you can basically you can find us all over the board. So uh, check us out on our socials. Listen to us wherever you get your podcast, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Have a happy, happy first week of the NFL season. Pasta. Right.